Mad World. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not how it goes. Close Mad enough. Mad World. I'd buy that for a dollar. All right, so. How are we beginning? Oh, we've already begun. Oh, this is already shit. begun. It Let's has see. begun. Right. Um, so, yeah. Uh, welcome to an episode of The Masters of Nothing that I don't know the number for. I think the last one I had had you, Tim Westbrook, on it as yep. well. I think it was episode 97. Good enough. <laughs> welcome to episode 98 of The Masters of Nothing. Um, Good luck finding the rest. Yeah. <laughs> They're all hidden deep within... The bowels of hell. <laughs> I was going to say my butthole, but... That's the bowels of hell. <laughs> I tried to fought for you. <laughs> I got a hidden track for you right here. <laughs> oh, but uh, seriously, um, I'll figure that number out later. I am Jake. I am Westbrook. Yes. This is going off <laughs> fucking terribly. All right. Well, anyway, so I'm pretty sure that at this point... We have decided that this is probably going to be dedicated to Gears of War. Absolutely, which we should just save that for the end, which I don't have much to talk about before that, to be yeah, honest I with you. Yeah, I don't either, so... But uh, just in case, you know, wanted to uh, open the floor. That's true. I don't really... Uh, what kind of news has happened recently? Uh, I went to Anime Week in Atlanta oh, last yeah? weekend, mm-hmm. uh, which, if you listen to the latest episode of Propeller Anime Radio on PropellerAnime.com, I regale some tales... About that with the rest of my traveling mates. Um, it's probably terrifying. So yeah, listen to that. <laughs> Actually, no. Last Especially year, if Sean was a part. Of uh, yeah. No, last year was much more terrifying, and uh, I'll leave it at that. Oh. Um, oh wait. <laughs> no, this year was pretty good. Uh, actually, I think this year was uh, I spent more time at the actual convention center than I have in years past. Like instead of going to restaurants that take too long to serve food and doing other shit. But there's a ton of restaurants and food. At the convention center and food trucks and stuff. So for most of the time, we just ate there. And also free breakfast in the Hampton Inn, which I normally stay at. Food trucks are pretty cool. I would get behind that. All bites uh, expensive sometimes, but still pretty good. Sure enough. But it's one of those places I think you can only get like the fried donut type things and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Fried donut burgers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> donut burgers? Oh, God. The, the mac and cheese truck that comes around here from time to time. It's just all this, like, gourmet mac and cheese. Wow. I'm going to have to find this supposed yeah. bus of macaroni and, and there's cheese. one that's it's like a tater tot truck. That one's kind of odd. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good, though. Like, they put a bunch of tots in a bowl. Do you have anything else other than tater tots? No. No, no. <laughs> we only sell tots here. <laughs> tots or GTF. <laughs> yeah, that was episode fifteen. Was the last episode, by okay. the way. So we're on so sixteen. We're, so, we're close. so you were close off by about eighty. <laughs> yeah. But uh, um, uh, yeah. Now also AWA. I think uh, some of the things that stuck out in my mind most were Gundam related. Went to the world premiere of Iron Blooded Orphan season two. Haven't really watched season one, so I was kind of <laughs> lost. But I just wanted to be like, hey. I got to see these before the Japanese people did. So, that was cool. You were a part of something that you had no idea anything about. I mean, I, I like Gundam well enough. But uh, this one, I think I... I, I still do kind of want to watch season one, or at least start watching season one. Unless it starts getting, like, super political and stuff. Which, that might turn me off a bit, because... Well, I've heard a lot yeah. of people say it's, it's, it doesn't have quite as much as the, uh, like, the Gundam Wing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, original Gundam, like Gundam Zero Zero. Because, mm-hmm. uh... 
Yeah, that can get pretty boring. Where people are talking about what they're going to do next, but the reality of it is they don't do anything. So. But on the contrast, I saw the dub showing of a Gundam Thunderbolt, which takes place in the Universal Century, and mm-hmm. that was probably the most brutal and violent telling of any Gundam story I've ever seen, and it was amazing. Well, I will have to check that out. Yes. Well, I actually have access to it, so I might watch it today, actually. You so. should. <clears throat> Damn it. Even though it might buffer a little bit. <laughs> uh, I don't know if uh, Thunderbolt's on like a streaming service yet. Definitely the dub wouldn't be. It was dubbed? Did you saw? I saw the dub one, yeah. Like uh, Johnny Young Bosch. And, uh, oh, yeah, you said that. Yeah, Ma- yeah. God, I keep forgetting his name. It's uh, it's either Max or Michael Middleman, I think. He plays Saitama in One Punch Man yeah, in English. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they were like the two main characters of that show, and they were like, on a, like, a little panel before the show. Hmm. Pretty neat. Cool. Mm-hmm. Did you uh, buy anything when you I bought a couple things. Um, I didn't go too heavy. I tried not to... I mean, I already have a ton of figures, as you can tell. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I'm blind! <laughs> I've seen other. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, and I I didn't really buy any figures. I haven't bought figures in a while from an anime con anyway. And that's another thing with, like, dealer's rooms. Like, all that, a lot of that stuff... It's overpriced. Well, not necessarily. Well, Sometimes you can find good deals. On the last days, yeah. Sometimes you get like the. But it's just like if I know I want something, I probably already purchased it online. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Yeah. Like that uh, Rainbow Mika Bishojo that you showed me. I'm like, God damn it. There you go. Something else coming out next year. <laughs> <laughs> I have to put next to Sakura over there, I guess. Yeah, because the Ryu one's ugly as Sid. I looked at that and I was like, nah, I'm good. Well, well, what line would the like Ryu one be under? Because it's not the shoujo. Uh, it looked like it was the same line as the Mika one was coming out, though. Because mm. they look almost identical in our I'll style. have to look into it, because I know the Mika one was the shoujo, and I'm, I'm like, I mean, I'm like 100% uh, sure that Ryu and Ken would not be in the Bishoujo line, be. unless they were being, like, gender-bent. That'd be awesome. You know, like um, Freddie and Jason over there, for instance. They should do that. And they did one with Edward Scissorhands, which looks pretty awesome. That's already out that I must buy. You didn't order uh, it to begin with? No. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> we need uh, Michael now. We'll be good. Female Michael Myers. How, how would that look with the... Well, they made Jason. Yeah, exactly. What do you... Yeah, it'll work just fine. Who cares? Just make a you know a hot chick character, sexy Michael out. Myers. Yeah, uh, seriously. There you go. I might draw the line there. Nah. Not really. <laughs> but uh, other than that, um, anything else interesting? Uh, well, AWA was the big thing in the last couple of weeks that I did. Um, yeah, mostly preparing for AWA. Really, <laughs> it's like that's like the one con I've been going to the last two years it's almost sad but it blows anything in Florida out of the water so you, that's, you take you take all that time to prepare and it's gone and like a, it goes by fast man I tell you what we were there from uh, Thursday through Monday and it was just like oh damn yeah gone finito other words for gone dead <laughs> dead you are already dead mmm um, other than gaming news, uh, wasn't, uh, what you were telling me about at the gas station, Zorak passed recently? Oh, yeah, a few weeks ago, uh, C. Martin Croker, uh, died suddenly, and, uh, what's the <clears throat> word I'm looking for? Um, 
surprisingly, I guess, because he wasn't very old, you know. Oh, he's forty. Yeah. I mean, it's not that's not old, but he's in the the area of you know, like heart attack. I think he was older than forty, but I mean, maybe in his forties. Yeah, he had to be a little older than that. But um, yeah, but it's just like unlike people like uh, Gene Wilder, for instance, who's like in his late eighties, you know. Well, yeah, that wasn't as surprising, right? Even, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> But it sucks because I remember watching Space Ghost, Coast to Coast, mm. and, uh, and Toonami, yeah. and the Brack Shoe. Yeah. <laughs> so he started a lot of things that actually like put foundations into my childhood. Mm. So that that kind of sucks to hear that he has passed away. Yeah, and um, I know they played an episode of Space Ghost, Coast to Coast like that Monday night. They replaced probably a, a reshowing of Rick and Morty or something at the time, and um, yeah, but uh, that was definitely a uh, surprising one. I would say, as far as uh, those quote-unquote celebrity deaths go. But unfortunately, life is not fair, so... I know, that's why... And I've already ranted about celebrity deaths on... I don't know if it was this show or Jake and John pod before. And I, I feel like I'm the only one with that opinion sometimes. But, yeah. And what was that? Well, the opinion that... uh, oh, I actually have a nice picture that sums it up very nicely that you ask. Um, you know the uh, sarcastic Wonka meme? No. It was basically this. Oh, I died. Ah. Yeah. Oh, I died. Please suddenly tell the internet how much of a fan you've always been of me. Yeah. Yeah. But well, I mean... And look, I know people grieve in different ways, and that's fine. That's why I don't, like, go on a rant, like, online, like, fuck all of you. You are the ball lickers. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. That, and, you know. That's, um... <laughs> But, well, another thing is, is I think a lot of times, especially like when uh, famous people who have been out of the spotlight for a very long time, mm-hmm. um, like Harold Ramis, for instance, mm-hmm. he, you know, like he had not done much of anything for a very, very long time. So a lot of newer people probably wouldn't know who he was or what he'd done or anything like that. So, like, oh, I saw Ghostbusters. Oh, that sucks. That's one of the guys who's mm-hmm. Ghostbusters. Oh, that sucks. No, but most yeah. of the time it's people like, oh, my childhood is dead. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, come on. That's a little ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, they, they act mean, like they lived with them and, and they were family. Yeah, and going back to like, you know, yeah. them being out of the spotlight for a while. What has that dude done for you in like how many years? Mm-hmm. You know, like, so it's like you can go back and watch his old stuff. Yeah. But he's not making anything new. So it's not like you're, you're dying because. It doesn't exist anymore because mm-hmm. you're still watching the old shit. And just because he's gone doesn't mean you can't watch the old shit. I know. So. I, th- I think what really set me off earlier this year, like, it was around the time, I guess, Bowie. And oh. was going, but Bowie didn't really set me off. It was when Grizzly Adams died. And people were like, oh, my God, Grizzly Adams died. And they were, like, my age. And I'm like, you don't know who the fuck Grizzly Adams is, probably. And they if might. you do, then... They might. Well, that's... I did not expect that from you. Well, but, <laughs> you never know, man. Some people might know things that... Bloody that's mind. true. That's why I don't dwell on it too much. But it's just it is, it, it is funny to see like the internet community react to certain things. But then again, like with this and with a lot of things on the internet, I've noticed recent trends. Is, well, social media in general is just a big attention thing, you know. Anyway, for the most part. Well, yeah. Well, no, I don't know. Maybe not for the most part, but for uh, for a number of people I know, it's all like, hey, I, look, at, hey, look at me. <clears throat> I'm Mr. Meeseeks. Yeah, it's pretty much that. Can do. I mean, it's kind of like YouTube. YouTube used to be, you know. Uh, community-based thing where it's like <laughs> people could post things that you know they wanted to create or see and stuff like that. 
now it's this big conglomerate where you know you make a bunch of money, you do stupid things on YouTube, people watch you, yada yada, or you do some interesting things on YouTube, and people watch you, mm. and now you make money from that, you can live, yada yada. But that's not what it started out to be. And mm. There's a lot of things like with the internet, you know. But I think that's everyone self-promoting everything, like yeah. themastersofnothing.com. You should go there. Oh, <laughs> see, there you go. He's already doing it. Or <laughs> complaining about it, and he's corrupt already. Well, uh, then I'm just one of the millions <laughs> and billions <laughs> on the internet. Yeah. Yep. No. Actually, I had some stuff wrote down for like a podcast oh? to do, but I don't think I, I don't know, know if much. I have the knowledge. That's the thing. I don't know if you'd have the knowledge, and I don't know how old some of this stuff is. AWA was one of the things. Okay. Um, uh, UFC two hundred three. You probably didn't watch. Nope. That was the one. CM Punk had his first fight. And did he lose? Lost spectacularly in the first round. Awesome. Uh, tapped out. He took a few good punches. I'll say that. And um, I was certainly rooting for him. Did I think he would win? No, I wasn't expecting it because it was a white belt versus a brown belt. You know, it's like, what do you expect? Mm. You know, like that. He he got his ass kicked, and but he also, you know, took it. Um, he wasn't a sore loser about it. You know, he took it gracefully. Well, he probably uh, <clears throat> he probably accepted the fact that he's probably going to lose. Honestly, um, perhaps walking into but, something that's like that, you're probably like, uh, I'm going to die. It's like <laughs> me being a fan of Steampunk. Anyways, like I know he was only there because of his name. Sure. sure, that's for sure. But I mean, he he tried. He did what he said he was going to do. Mm-hmm. He lost, and mm-hmm. then he um. And actually, the guy that beat him, Mickey Gall, like I liked him even more after that too. Especially because they were like so respectful <laughs> towards each other. You know, well, at the not, end, not everyone's well. an asshole. I mean, a lot of them are, but mm. not everybody. Oh no, the internet. There's I saw a ton of them that night, <laughs> for sure. Uh, but also, CM Punk made more money than uh, a lot of people on that card. Anyway, I think he made like a million. Plus, because, like, I think it was, like, 500,000 just for fighting. And I could be wrong. I'm, I might be talking out of my ass, but it's it's a lot. And um, he also made a percentage of the buy rate, you know, because... And I'm sure a lot of people bought it because of, oh, CM Punk's fighting for the first time since he joined in two years or whatever. Huh. It's like, we're going to see what goes on. Wow. Yeah, he probably made his money. Yeah, so... <laughs> I mean, no problems. So there. yeah, that's another thing. Like he goes in, and he may lose, but shit, bitch has got also, some money. Also, he's like thirty-seven years old too, and this is, was his first MMA fight ever. That's another reason I didn't think he was going to win because he has no experience. You know. Well, that's what I'm saying. He of probably, course, anything probably, can happen in the <clears throat> UFC. He probably <laughs> seen, walked in, and just accepted the fact he probably <clears throat> wasn't going to win anyway. So. But you know, he tried and he lost, and he met defeat with grace, and it's done. Is done. We're moving on. Tonight's two of four, actually. I think it's a Bisping versus someone. I really should keep up with that stuff more. <laughs> what's uh, what's number three on that beast? Number three, uh, I put Shine on there. But that was like a month ago. I probably forgot all the shit that happened there. It's happening again in uh, another month. First week of November, I think. You should come sometime. First week? I, th- I think. Because that's going to be inventory. I think it's the fourth it's always a Friday night at 9. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure if I can do that. I'm not sure. That doesn't mean I can't. Just I'm not sure. For shame. I'll never give you the for sure unless I know it's something, you know, for sure. <laughs> Unlike other people. Except for that one time. <laughs> I think I'm talking about that one time. <laughs> yeah, that will be on November uh, the 4th? <clears throat> yes, the 4th. Ah, I was correct. See, that's absolutely horrible for two reasons. One, that is the day of inventory I'm supposed to have at my work. And two, that's Cindy's birthday. <laughs> so that's my hands are tied on that one. Unless somehow I can convince her birthday president to go see women uh, wrestling. You should. It's good stuff, man. I, I don't think she'd be 
okay with. So she's not okay with a lot of things that you do, I'm sure. That's true. But yeah. <laughs> but um, what is what is that next one? Uh, yoga hosers that you know nothing about. Nope. Which uh, I was telling John about that uh, the other week, like, because I'm like, yeah, I got to see it during the premiere party thing for it, and I actually liked it, you know, pretty well. It reminded me of, like, back in the 80s, you know, like, Goonies, Big Trouble in Little China, like, those types of movies, like, they're just fun to oh. watch, stuff like that. Hmm. And I liked it more than Tusk and everything. Oh, know, that's, know. so that's the new Kevin Smith movie. Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. And uh, he was like, oh, shit, when does that come out? I need to see it. I'm like, dude, it came, oh, yeah, it yeah, came yeah. out, like, that same week. He's mm-hmm. like, it was probably only in theaters for, like, a week or two. He's yeah. Like, he's like, oh, shit, Heather's gonna kill me. <laughs> he's like, she wanted to see that, too. I'm like, finger pulse ass, you know the drill. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, because you were trying to get him to go with you anyway, right? You were I was, yeah. Actually, yeah, because for, like, a week. Yeah, I, was I like, remember. Dude, you want to go? Yeah. He's like, oh, sorry, I didn't tell you. Like, I can't. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, man, that's fine. It's like. It's not like they're selling out or anything. I just wanted to let you know. <laughs> but it was good. It'll, it's on. It's already streaming on a... There's one certain place that has it exclusively. It'll probably be out on home media soon enough. I will add it to my collection. Will you now? Yes. Yes, I will. It's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I'm going on the stand list, I also have uh, games on there besides Gears 4. Uh, Battlefront, the Death Star expansion came out. Played a bit with John a couple weeks ago on that. And? It's, it's Battlefront. It's good. We enjoy it. Like, I can play it for hours and those stupid ass HUD contracts that I will never finish, apparently. <laughs> That's like all I focus on. It's like, you know nothing about what I'm speaking <laughs> of, do you? I know that the, the HUDs are jackasses, so I imagine. Right. In the game, there's these things called HUD contracts. You spend so many thousand credits to unlock the contract. Which gives you, like, two or three objectives. And if you complete them, you get a bunch of experience or something. No, you get... Well, you get experience, but you also get... Uh, you unlock certain weapons and certain skills and stuff that you can only unlock that way. Ah. But you have to do things like... Um, for instance, one I'm working on has to do with uh, the Shock Blaster, which is, like, the Jawa rifle. Mm. It's basically, like, the shotgun of the game. It's, like, the close quarters huh. combat one. And uh, you have to get, like, 40 kills with that. And then there's also another objective where you have to get, like, um, a certain number of kills with a different gun, I think. You know, once you complete both of those, then you unlock whatever the contract unlocks. <clears throat> so, so, it, so it's it. so it's a lot like like Battlefield stuff, but like Java. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's made by the same people who do Battlefield. I know, so, right. I mean, it's, so it's it's Battlefield stuff. And you know, I, I like it in the fact that it forces you to do different things, to try different things, to get the new shit. I don't like it in the fact that it's DLC and I shouldn't have to unlock something that I'm already paying for. <laughs> but, well. But I get it. It's like a new challenge type thing. Yeah. I mean. And it does add to the game, I guess, you know, because you're actually focusing on different things. Right. It gives you different objectives. Yeah. Rather than just going out there and do the same thing over and over. Yep. And there's still another expansion coming out in December. It's, uh, I forget the name of it, which. Force Awakens? It's, no, it's from Rogue One, actually. It's the oh, tro- really? It's the tropical planet that they're on. Hmm. Um, which I forget the name of the planet. Tropical Planet? Yes, Tropical Planet <laughs> 1. Well, if George Lucas had anything to name it, it probably would be called Tropical <laughs> <Planet>. <laughs> No arguments. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was at ReCore on my list, which I played. Um, I haven't beaten it yet, but... Uh, it's alright. And... Yeah. I don't have any complaints either way, one way or another. I like it. It's a, it is. It makes me feel like I'm playing Metroid Prime in third person. Yeah. Which is a good thing. It's a, it's a rhythm-based shooter. Mm-hmm. So... So I'm okay with that, and uh, yeah, I think uh, I just unlocked the gorilla robot, Duncan. Yeah, that was his name. 
Oh, thing. and supposedly one of the robots is actually not in the game. Yeah, the tank one is not in the game. Which is on the cover of the yeah. game. Which is kind <laughs> it's of shitty, weird, but, you know. Whatever. I, after Mighty Number no. 9, I guess we'll never, you know. Well, this this game's already better than Mighty Number no. 9. So. Well, yeah, but it probably had a lot more money back in it, too. <laughs> yeah, so. well, Inafune was in both of them. Oh, oh well. Yep. So. And the last thing I had, besides Gears of War 4, which I guess we can do after this, because... I'm really floundering here. <laughs> I did not um, prepare. See, nope. see, John, this is what happens when I don't prepare. No. This is what I run by the seat of my pants. I sound like shit. That's not so bad. Um, <laughs> just, I, I'm pretty sure we know what we want to talk about. So. Right, but um, I had uh, Overwatch on my thing, oh, which they did a free preview weekend uh, about a month ago, and I actually played a few rounds of it, and I'm like, oh, why not? It's free. A lot of people like it, and I'm like... You know what? I actually kind of like this game. Maybe maybe I was fighting against a bunch of shitty players because I was winning a lot. Probably. I was doing really well. Yeah, he was. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I enjoyed it, and I kind of want to buy it. But I have not yet. No. Well, you should wait till it goes down in price. That's probably what I was going to do. Well, it's at least about $20. I don't know about it. I don't know when it's, <laughs> it's going to go that far unless it's like Black, Black Friday, Friday or something like that, which yeah. is coming up next month. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Oh, God. That's nightmarish. And I got plenty of other fucking games, too, that are multiplayer, like Gears of War 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, Titanfall 2 is coming yeah. out this month. And, um, I'm assuming John's getting it as well. Yeah. Hopefully he won't get a mail ordered. We'll oh, talk about probably, that soon. He probably will. <laughs> and um, he won't get seven days. Right? I guess Dead Rising Four is multiplayer because that's yeah four player co op story. Four player. Four player and no time limit. That's weird. No wonder who you play as. Frank West is the first person you play as, obviously. Obviously. Well, what are, well Nick. Let's uh, see. Nick. The first um, time they did co op, it was two Chucks. So it's gonna be Nick Chuck. <laughs> well, Chuck is around still. Yes, yeah. Nick, Chuck, and uh, Chuck's daughter. Chuck's daughter. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that was in the uh, the arcade mode yeah. of the last maybe game. Maybe they'll yeah. be the four playable characters. But um, well, it's like in the first one, it was uh, two Chucks, right? And then in uh, the uh, off the record, it was, it was like West and Chuck. West and Chuck. And then three was uh, Nick uh, and Dick. Yeah, Dick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that Dick. You know, I just don't think I have that fucking achievement. Do you have the game? I did. <sighs> you bastard. We played it for a long time, remember? Or well, we played a lot of the not, arcade stuff. Because there's one about like playing as Dick, and but I don't know if I ever did that. I probably did. I'll have to look that up. Maybe. You shouldn't get rid of your games. I'm glad the digital games you can't sell back. I that's what I mostly <laughs> buy. So some games are just not as good as other ones. So, so yeah, let's uh. Let's get to the, All right. to the meat of this. Yep. Actually, you know what? Tell you what. During this, um, I have four codes. Gears of War, 1 through 3, and Judgment. I own these games both physically and digitally, so I have no use for these codes. They came free with Gears of War 4, Ultimate Edition. So I will be giving them away here. Um, I will put, just for the sake of uh, being concise and everything, I will put the entire code except for the last two sections like, typed out into the blog post. And I will recite the two sections here in between all of our talkings and goings-ons. Oh, tricky, tricky. Yes, so you have to actually listen <laughs> to us if you want all these games. Like, if you listen right now and you'll just get the first game, then tough shit, you get the first game. And then not all of them. But uh, we'll start with Gears of War. OG, not Ultimate Edition, Xbox 360 version, but also backwards compatible. 
Okay. The last uh, two sections, five digits each. You got R seven C Y eight three three V four F. Combine that with the code I will be putting in the blog post, and you will have Gears of War one. Or some really nasty porn. <laughs> if people can find that for free, anyway, dude. Any, didn't I? I don't know if I had that conversation on, on like it was like who pays for porn? Seriously. Uh, well, I know one person who who did at one time, and I made fun of him for it. But that's another story. Hey, man, it was awesome. Who knows? I don't know. Uh, anything awesome you can get for free like that. It's not worth it. They're not people. Ah, oh, <laughs> Jesus. All right. Ow. Moving on. Uh, All right. The meats. So, I guess, uh, how should we start? Let's see. Nothing else matters. But everything matters. <laughs> uh, well, I guess we can go off by saying... This will be spoiler fucking horrific. Oh, yeah. We're not holding off spoilers. We, uh, the... Game came out uh, yesterday, the Ultimate Edition, mm-hmm. Gears of War 4. Mm-hmm. Early access for, for four days. Yep. And um, Westbrook and myself have beaten the campaign. About ten hours, so it's about the same on par with the other games, I would say. Yep. And, uh, uh, two days of gaming. Yes. Which was good and bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there were some pretty brutal parts in the new Gears. Mm-hmm. Um, so we shall be uh, yeah discussing that yep. then. Um, you want to just go by act like story, or do you want to have your overall thoughts, or uh, you want to save your overall thoughts for the end? Or well, well maybe, like, maybe we can uh, maybe we can chop this up in a little bit more of a pepper uh, things into each other. Yeah. So the story of this game starts after I think what twenty something years, twenty five years, twenty five years, twenty five years the third since game. yeah the third game since all the locusts were destroyed mm-hmm. from the uh, it wasn't a light mass bomb but whatever the hell Adam Phoenix made to. Yeah, <laughs> the blue aura bomb. Yes. Whatever. Um, so, and basically what happens at the beginning of this game is it shows you, uh, which really, to be honest, you didn't seem to really connect to much of what was going on. Maybe it'll happen in later games. But uh, basically the game opens up and there's a conference going on with whom, which I can only imagine is the leader of the cogs right now. I would think so, yeah. Uh, Jen. Yeah. Maybe. And she's ha- and she is talking about the um, pendulum wars, mm-hmm. and she's talking about Emergence Day and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And basically, what happens within the game while she's talking about this is you actually go back and you play parts of the events that transpired. The f- first opening act is you actually go breaking into an area to obtain the Hammer of Dawn, mm-hmm. and um, with with those things. Uh, or in the and the second part you play was the Emergence Day, mm-hmm. which was seventeen. No, yeah, seventeen years be- after Pendulum War, or no, no, the seventeen years before Gears of War One. Is that what it was? Yeah, because I I remember commenting like, was it really that long of a time and gap? Then two years them? after that was Emergence Day or something like that, right? She said two years. Yeah, two years after the Pendulum Wars. I think. <clears throat> right. I I mean, again, I'd have to fact check that, but I mean, anyway, so yeah. basically, <laughs> both of the prologue chapters you play. These two, well, there's actually a third event as well, which is you actually take place in the end of the third, basically right. the third game. Like the end of the chapter, the blue aura bomb or yeah, whatever goes you, uh, off and they're like, yay, we did it. Yeah, and all much. the locusts start falling yeah. dead in front of you. So, other than the last part, the first two acts I feel like don't make a lot of sense I in the think overall plot. They were, they didn't necessarily have to connect to the plot. It was just more like, uh, 
hey, here's some stuff that happened are they to kind of lead into Are they the story. doing that because they've never shown that before and they were trying to have a little bit more explanation behind it? Mm. Because the thing is, is like playing the other Gears games, it still seems to me like if you were going to do something like that, you were doing it on purpose to try to show something particular. Mm-hmm. And the opening act shows them fighting against independent armies or, you know, or the pendulum wars. It's a civil war between all. Yeah. Yeah. And it shows them stealing the weapon technology mm-hmm. for the hammer of dawn. Now, what's funny about that. And, you know, obviously we didn't care about spoilers or anything like mm-hmm. that, but the hammer of dawn is not in the campaign at all. Right. The Hammer and Dawn is nowhere to be seen at all. And the thing is, is the technology has actually risen pretty high within the time frame. Mm-hmm. So it being not there anymore is kind of odd. Um, so that whole little chunk is interesting because it doesn't really add anything. It doesn't take anything away from the game, but it doesn't really add anything to the storyline that actually takes place. I think it was just a short history lesson. That's my take on it. Unless, like you said, maybe something later will be like, oh. Well, then, and then there's Emergence Day. Which, all I could honestly think of is literally it's just showing you the beginning of what happened. Mm, because short nothing, history lesson. Yeah, nothing else really happens after that. Um, now, the third part of the opening act does have a little bit of something, if mm-hmm. you're paying attention, that actually is playing into the actual game. Mm. And what happens is, is when the explosion goes off, supposedly killing the locusts, you actually see a scene of all the locusts falling down like they're dying, but if you look closely enough, one of the locusts looks like they're actually transforming or something's happening to them, mutating mm. or something like that, which actually does play later into the game. Um, and after that, the meeting fo- following act would be... Um, what is that? They're called the Outsiders, I yes. guess, which, which is, is J.D., Kate... Uh, and Del. Del, and what was the other guy's name? Usara? What are the hell? Why can't I fucking remember this? Song? The dwarf, Oscar. Yeah, Oscar. Oscar the dwarf. Yes. Yeah, uh, and there's not a dwarf. <laughs> he's totally dwarf. You see this guy? He's a dwarf. Everyone does. Everyone that has a long beard, they're they a dwarf. He's freaking dwarf. Yes, especially with his uh, his attitude. That man is is a dwarf, hands down. <laughs> so all of the the uh, Duck Dynasty family, they're dwarfs, and, as well. and he was drunk straight out the door. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, it, it shows all them on a cliffside, and. Uh, they're trying to break into a, a cog base in order to steal a power source for their village because apparently they do not have the means to do so themselves, so they steal the technology from the cogs in order to do so. Now, this is where part of the story kind of gets interesting because at this point, in the beginning of the first games, you played with the cogs. And for the most part, you thought the cogs were the good guys. Well, in this game, it's kind of weird because you're actually a faction that does not belong to the cogs, and the cogs are actually looked down upon well this time here's the thing in the other games the outsiders were in the other games too they were basically like all the nomadic people that lived in the villages right. and they but, seemingly had the same attitude mm-hmm. as the outsiders that yeah you, like the in characters you play as act two of gears of war one for instance you go into the village and they're like spitting at you and just right. like fucking cog soldiers <clears throat> um you know, taking our shit so what's interesting about that is i guess that's that's kind of showing you the other half of the coin and that i guess you know, while the cogs are the ones who are trying to fight the war to save humanity, mm-hmm. at the same time, some of the stuff they're doing, humanity's not too thrilled about. One of those being that I actually didn't even realize was like the maturity 
thing where they're impregnating women. Yeah, which I, I was surprised you didn't know about that because I know that's been a running storyline thing since the main games. Yeah. How like a lot of the women, like why there's really not many women soldiers is because they're basically baby factories. They're trying to repopulate yeah. the planet after the whole E-Day and Pendulum Wars thing. Um, yeah. which, which is still going on to this day. Right. You know, and in I'm the assuming, current time. And I'm, and I'm assuming basically the the big factor as to why the cogs are looked down upon is because they are control. Like mm. they are ultimately government. controlling yeah. every aspect of every person's life within the, they're big government. Yeah. Right. That's the thing. Um, so the outsiders are, you know, basically the outcasts who don't want any part of that. They want to try to survive on their own. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So you got, like you said, Kate, who's always been an outsider mm-hmm. and everything. And then JD and Dell, well, Oscar is also an outsider. I keep forgetting about him. Well, and, and, uh, and, but, and J.D. and Dell, who, which J.D. is... They're cog, they were cog soldiers up until this incident. Uh, which actually was never yeah, explained in the game. Which hasn't been explained yet uh, at Sector 2 or whatever. Some shit went down and they decided they wanted to leave the yeah. cogs. Um, and J.D. obviously being Marcus Phoenix's son. <clears throat> Dell being, I guess, a childhood friend of yes. theirs. Um, and... At that point, they go into the facility to, which I guess they assume is just a normal run through, try to steal everything. Mm. And right before they do that, a giant wind storm surge. Yeah, wind flare happens. Which is interesting because in the other games, that wasn't really talked much about. They kind of mentioned them in this game too, but they're like, we don't know why this is happening. It's probably, you know, like global warming yeah. or some shit, but whatever. It's one of those weird factors that. Uh, Something's going on that will probably be explained later. Sure. Maybe. Maybe. Because uh, a lot of. What's kind of interesting about this game so far is where, as Gears 1, 2, and 3, they only explained, like, so much, and it still was kind of vague in certain departments. This game, at least, like, when something happens. The very next part, like right before they even start talking about something else, you're wondering to yourself, well, why does this do that or such and such? And the characters will actually discuss this mm. immediately after and come up with some kind of explanation or a little bit more int- uh, information, which is actually nice because in the other Gears games, you basically had to wait till Gears 2 in order for any of that stuff to Well, here's the thing, which I don't think we mentioned yet, but we know that this is going to be the start of a new trilogy. Yeah. So right off the get-go, I was like, they're not going to explain everything right away. They've got to save the juicy parts for yeah, 2 and, and 3. And know. they didn't explain a lot, but there were parts where they tried to come up with some kind of explanation as to why things were the way they were. I thought, well, I thought some things like the whole swarm thing, I thought that was explained well enough to where I get why the swarm's the swarm. Or, well, maybe not. <laughs> okay, backtrack a little. Maybe not exactly why, but I get yeah. where, I know where they come from. No. Yeah. Well, to throw that completely out of the water, just for shits and giggles. So apparently, like, obviously you've seen, if you've played the game or whatever, you've seen trailers and stuff like that, and you've seen mm-hmm. monsters, and you may have seen one of them that looks a lot like a locust. Mm-hmm. Well, the reality is they basically are locusts. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's weird about it is, is after the explosion, or whatever they caused, they went into some kind of metamorphosis, and they mm-hmm. went into a chrysalis. Yeah. Kind which, of like a butterfly, an evil butterfly. Which thing. early, like yeah. right in that scene that I just talked about, was actually foreshadowed, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny. Yeah, there's like a little butterfly scene. But yeah, you'll and, see it. and it's kind of funny because uh, she mentions the whole blades and claw mm-hmm. things and clawing out, which I guess is sort of symbolizing the you know the swarm or monsters, mm-hmm. basically. Uh, but I don't, uh, and I could be wrong because I don't read the comics or the extra material for mm-hmm. Gears. But I don't think the locusts have ever been actually fully 100% explained as to what they are. My best explanation is just that there doesn't need to be, like, an explanation. It's just, like, they were another species that lived on the planet, 
they were just underground. And then when the emulsion started rising, they needed to leave, and thus E-Day happened, and they had a war with the humans topside on the planet Sarah. So to me, it kind of feels more like, uh... That's like saying, why, why do animals exist on Earth, Westbrook? It's like, they just do, they're another... Well, okay, so, so let me let me change that, let me, let me re-alliterate what I said then. I don't care so much about, you know, why they're there, as much as I care about what they are. Like, I know what an animal is. Mm. I know that it's a creature, it has blood, it has it does certain things. That's what I want to know about the locust. And that's not anything that's really explained. Okay, well, they're basically humanoid bugs, which even more so now, I would well, say, but in I this guess, game, um, that, um, that are a hive mind. And we've already known that from the other games, too, that they have a hive mind. Yeah, well, them. that's what's kind of interesting about this game, though. Because... When, okay, so we're going back to the chrysalis thing. So apparently, like, they hatch from the chrysalis and they become scions, I guess. Scions are, like, the old locust. That's the closest thing to, like, an OG locust. Okay, it, I, they didn't actually go into detail as to how, like... So there's a, so apparently there's, so there's, a, there's, so there's a process to where they steal humans and they put them in this pod. And the pod creates a small life form mm. that is locust-like. And then that life form evolves basically back into the normal state of a drone, mm-hmm. ultimately. So they're human locusts, ultimately. Yeah, it's kind of like a hybrid thing. Yeah. And, uh, however, obviously that there were normal locusts mm-hmm. that became swarm out of the chrysalis, but they never went into detail as to what it was that created, uh, the process for them to do this. Mm-hmm. So I'm just assuming, throwing this out there, that the snatchers, are some form of locust that came out of the chrysalis that started this process. Could very well be. And I, I think before we finish the game, I was saying that whole uh, bomb at the end of 3 that killed all the locusts, that might have uh, genetically done something to them as well. Sure. To, it might have been a, a genetic trigger of some kind. Yeah. Or for them to go into a, a, a process. Or yeah, whatever. something that you know Adam Phoenix didn't think um, about. True. I, I mean, hell, for all we know, like the queen dying could have mm. been some form of mechanism that changes yeah. them into because it, it could have been a, a survival mechanism yeah. to where once they've lost their whole hive mind they go into a form of you know which i think i want to i don't know if i was reading it somewhere if it was in the game or i was reading it in the game but like the scions in there like until they get a new queen or whatever like those were like the guys barking the orders pretty much which is interesting which is what i was about to go into because mm-hmm. that's what's funny about it is like you say the hive mind thing mm-hmm. but then you actually encounter one of the scions from earlier on mm-hmm. and he actually talks yeah which is not unprecedented no you but know? he actually mm-hmm. has common speech mm-hmm. like the guy is capable of yeah this is the guy in um act one or act two um whenever they go back to the outsider village and then they get attacked by all of the swarm well they get raided they, yeah. At night, they get raided by an unknown form, mm-hmm. and uh, the heroes are trapped in... Uh, the, the, one of the heroes' mother, Kate, she locks them into a room, mm-hmm. a, a metal room of some kind, uh, to save them from, which is basically the locust or swarm coming mm-hmm. in there to kidnap humans for this process. And, and one of the uh, people who show up, or the locust that shows up, is the main guy who... Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's more intelligent. Is more the speaker, yes. right? And he um, and he gets his hand cut off. Yeah. you know, which is how which makes this him leads into the next act. But um, also another thing in that act um, that they mentioned, like Jen, the leader of the cog, or assumed leader of the cog. Oh God, yeah. Everything like throughout this these whole oh, first God. couple of acts, she sends like her whole robot force after you and everything. She's like, 
I need to know why are you taking my people and everything like that. And they're like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, literally, they're literally your three people. Your Dell, your JD, and your Kate. Yeah. And this crazy-ass chick who apparently is in control of the cogs right now and has a shit ton of robots and money <laughs> and helicopters. Helicopters and planes. And, everything oh. you could imagine. She sends, like, I want to say maybe, like, thousands or yeah. hundreds <laughs> of these things. Literally crazy the first force. couple. I don't think it's still, like, the third act that mm. you actually start encountering Swarm. You literally fight nothing but robots. And it, it gets a little ridiculous. Like, she's literally like a psychopath trying mm. to kill you. And her whole reasoning is it because she thinks that you're the reason why the cogs or the other people are disappearing mm. into the pod things. But And when she finds out, it's the swarm, obviously. Well, yeah. you right away, obviously. Well, yeah. So she as, as, the, as the observer, you do. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's kind of funny because she's just completely not going to listen to mm. anything that they have to say. Um, which, by the time they get to Marcus, Marcus doesn't really have much to say to her anyway. And I will stop you right there. I will put the last two digits, or the last two sections of the Gears of War 2 code out on the airwaves here. So the Gears of War 2, um, the last two sections would be KQQT9GJFFF. For Gears of War 2. Now, continue. I guess we're going to talk about uh, meeting Marcus then. Oh, yeah. So, as the story progresses, they, they get the device, they head back. Well, actually, I guess we go back a little bit. So, they so they go to the. the, 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 the I guess it's the Cog City, whatever the yeah, hell it is. Yeah, one of the settlements. And they try to steal the device, and they think it's going to be easy. Well, it turns out that the emergency system or whatever kicks in, and basically you just have to fight a bunch of robots. Mm. And at the end of it, she finds you in the process of this, and she says something along the lines of, I guess at that point, she says something like, why are you taking my people? Mm-hmm. Which at that point, like, there was not any, you don't know what the hell yeah, she's like, talking about. Yeah, what the hell are you talking about, Lydia? I'm just taking your fabricator. And uh, she basically has you in a corner, but right before that happens, a mysterious tram comes and <laughs> smashes her and actually lets you get away home free. Yeah, you're like, huh, cool. <clears throat> <laughs> so you end up taking the fortification device, which is basically a giant battery. Well, it's, I would say uh, it's a giant 3D printer. Yeah, it's a giant 3D printer <laughs> flash battery. <laughs> and you take it back to uh, the Outsiders base, and you meet Kate's mom, who I'm assuming is the leader of this Outsiders. Reyna, yes. Um, and as you get there, uh, Jin shows up again, and she's spouting nonsense. And Kate's mom doesn't really seem to care too much about mm-hmm. her at all. And she basically just one-shots the bitch who has, or in her robot form anyway. And that starts an entire invasion of the robot army coming in and attacking them over and over again. And you have to hold them off or whatever. Well, finally, when all the dust settles, I guess that night, mm. that's when the raid happens. Yeah, that we talked about a few and, minutes ago. And Oscar gets taken, and Kate's mom gets taken, mm. and practically everybody in the village gets taken except for those three, those three yeah. people. Uh, which you don't really get to see many of the villagers. You get to see a kid, which mm. I guess, you know, that kind of sucks because later on you don't, you find out some bad stuff happens. Um, but after that, JD decides that in order for them to get back Kate's mom, they need somebody who has a little bit more knowledge on the weird. Mm-hmm. So they decide to go and visit his father. But before they do that, after they cut off the speaker's hand, they notice it has these weird crystals on it. Which JD oh, cuts off right. one of, and that's why that's he's like, right. I, I know who I need to ask that's about this. right, I forgot about that, yeah. yes. Because they actually do get sort of a glimpse of mm. 
um, what's going on. Mm-hmm. Although I still have absolutely no idea exactly what's going on. So they wind up, so you wind up going over to, uh, what at first we thought was the, the Phoenix, Phoenix estate, estate which actually turns out to be the Stroud estate, which was, um, the Phoenix family's home, I guess. Yeah, at that, that point, yeah. yeah. <laughs> which is a huge, huge, huge place. Like, it's crazy huge. Mm. Um, and this is probably, to me, I think the most important part of the story because a lot of, like, th- there were some pretty sad moments, like, we'll get to the, towards the end or whatever, um, where, you know, some characters die or you think they're dead. Um, but up until this point, there was really no dis- discussion or any ideas of what was going on, and, and JD seemed very uh, hesitant to go meet his father, mm-hmm. which seemed odd because you had no idea why he would be such against this thing. And uh, as you get to the estate, which is funny because Jake was... We were looking for collectibles. And Jake, I assume, just stumbles upon a secret cutscene. Mm. And he Yeah, I think I believe that's a totally optional cutscene. And he opens up a yeah. gate to a grave. And the grave is his mother, which mm. is Anya. Mm. Which completely caught me off guard. I had no idea that she would be dead. And in fact, the entire game doesn't even address or discuss what has even happened to her. I, I think she just died of natural causes. And maybe but... she did, but... <laughs> That's what's kind of funny about the game is the whole conflict between James and Marcus and the whole Anya thing mm. is not really touched upon. So obviously something really bad happened. Well, that's, I, th- I think, it, like I said, I think it's probably just nothing big happened to Anya. She just died, and that might have been a point of contention between Marcus and James. That's something they could definitely expand upon in the next couple of games. Absolutely. I would, I would definitely like to know. But I would also not be disappointed if it's not, like, a huge reason or something like that. You uh, know? that that's fine, but I would like a little more elaboration on what, why the family fell apart mm. the way that it did. Because that sucks. And especially walking into a grave of a character that you knew from past games, mm-hmm. just dead. And you're not even given a real reason why. Mm. So, um... That was, to me, honestly, the biggest moment in the game. That was actually probably one of the more, like, holy shit, I didn't see that coming type stuff. Because, obviously, we had hypotheses about mm. stuff that was going on, and it didn't turn out exactly what we thought. Although, one... I think the more we played it, though, we kind of figured out what was... Even though they didn't explicitly say at the end what was going on, it's kind of, I think, obvious, which we'll get to. Yeah. Although... One of the, one of the things the Cogs decided to do, to me, was just completely insane and stupid... But uh, apparently the reasoning behind it was legitimate at the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, um, so anyway, they they meet up with Marcus and, like, pretty funny scene. Like, he opens the door and Marcus is sitting there, you know, like, in the chair, like, staring at the door. Like, if you as a teenager showed up at your house at 2 a.m. when your dad said, come home at 10. And he's got, like, a shotgun sitting there and a cup of coffee. He's (laughs) like, where the hell have you been? And James is like, how did you know I was here? It's like, because I got this. And he's basically got a security system set up. <laughs> he's like, oh. and he's been watching them the whole time. Um, and he comes to him, and they start talking about, like... Well, basically, Marcus gets super pissed at him. He's like, what have you done now? Blah, 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 blah. Mm. And James is trying to calm him down and trying to talk to him about what's going on. Finally, before, like, everything explodes, he interrupts him and shows him the chrysalis. Mm. And that's when Marcus kind of shits his pants, because then he realizes, <laughs> like, this is not good. Mm-hmm. And so, he explains to them what happened, that some kind of monsters or something yeah, came and stole. And let's suit up. Pretty much. <laughs> but before that happened, Jin walks in. Well, walks in. Mm-hmm. And she basically states, you know, either surrender them or whatever, or, you know, I don't want, I don't want you to be involved, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, Marcus being the guy he is, takes his fucking lancer and just cuts her straight yeah. in half. <laughs> and after that point, and all the heroes are trying to get out of the estate from her. 
Well, what transpires after that is freaking hysterical because <laughs> this is basically their house. And the entire time, like, she's sending robots and shit through mm-hmm. the house and destroying it and breaking it and uh, everything. You, you get a whole couple of chapters of old crotchety Marcus. And Marcus is like, just pissed. Like, like, at first, like, he's like, all right, we're going to go to my truck. Oh, God damn it, they blew up my truck. I just tuned that up. Yep. And then it's like, stop destroying my house. And Then <laughs> then you finally go to his, like, his <laughs> the green house. His green house and, and she destroys his freaking tomatoes. He's like, my fucking tomatoes. And then he just God. loses shit. <laughs> but, yeah, that entire scene's hilarious. But after all that transpires, you get hit by, like, a wind flare, mm-hmm. and you guys finally escape. Then Marcus comes to explain about what happened with the Locust. And yeah, this is the part that I think is just <laughs> a little retarded and kind of hilarious. It, 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 I think I, I'm more on the hilarious side, even though... Because it makes sense to me. Sort of. But, because... Sort of. Yeah, even the characters <laughs> in the game, when this is mentioned, mm-hmm. say that's kind of dope. But it's like, what else were you going <laughs> to do, you know? Seriously. So Marcus explains, like, because basically asks, so what happened with all the locusts yeah. after everybody died? Well, he tells them that they all turned into crystals, mm. and they were going to burn them, which is normal for corpses, mm. but they couldn't do that. Yeah. So instead of, you know, coming up with some kind of other solution, you know, chopping them up or trying to well, figure out something, well, but they just take all of them and throw them down a fucking mine shaft. And they're like, Not just one, there's more than one <laughs> burial A bunch of mine shafts. And they're like, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> And I oh, and I don't know. I don't know about anybody else out there, but like throwing a bunch of dead monster bodies down a mine shaft and letting them be for a couple years doesn't sound like a good thing to me. Especially well, after they metamorphose into something, you have no idea what they're doing. Now I have to go back on the chopping them up. I don't think that would have worked if they would have crystallized because they mentioned that the diamond. The diamond. It's like you take a diamond, you smash it against a crystallis for one of these locusts. The How, diamond will break. However. Yeah. They, even though they mentioned that, when the you earlier later on in the game, when you actually are in the mine shaft, mm-hmm. you use one of the power loader suits and you push them, and you can see stuff cracking off of them. Mm-hmm. So I find it hard to believe that there wouldn't be some form of them crushing it or something. I just want to defend the cog there a bit, just saying I think that was the best they could do. It's not, and, even, there, and there's literally a part where the other, but, the other characters after Marcus explains yeah. this and says that's stupid. Even though <laughs> as stupid as it may be, it's like what else are we gonna do? It's like we got a big hole. Let's just shove I mean, it in there and seal I mean, them down. You, you know, you've literally got like later on they start finding like pods from like mm-hmm. body smashers and shit like that, and you're seeing all this stuff and you're thinking. Yeah, probably throwing a bunch of monsters down a fucking mine shaft, leaving mm-hmm. me is probably not the greatest idea in the world. Yeah, and that's like the whole premise, like you were talking about earlier with the humans and locusts oh, and body yeah. snatchers. Like, and then well, what happens? Marcus gets snatched by so, one of these, you know. So creatures. there's a creature that they dub the snatcher, which mm-hmm. is this strange four-legged creature mm-hmm. that has an underbelly and weird tentacle tongues. And basically, what he does is he he captures humans and he takes them back to. Well, I suppose the hive, but I guess they just do that wherever they want, because mm-hmm. we found pods all over the place. And what they do is, I guess they construct some form of pod, mm-hmm. and within this pod, I guess you become gelatin, eventually, and that gelatin somehow mm-hmm. makes itself into a baby locust, mm-hmm. ultimately, or a baby swarm, in this case. And, uh, it's pretty weird shit. Like, that, that they don't really go into much of that either, um... It's just kind of a thing, and I mean, uh, hopefully the next games will go into more detail as to why it's going on. Because in the previous games, the locusts were, you know, they were weird monster things, but they were pretty straightforward. I mean, <laughs> we maybe thought they were eating people, I mean, but that's okay, monsters do that. But not taking them and turning them into, like, baby forms of them, mm. that's a little weird. And not only that, but, like, with the pods and stuff... The environments are just like straight out like tentacle monster. Mm. Like it's it's all over the place. Like there's basically corruption. 
that happens all over. The, if, you, if you've ever played StarCraft, the Zerg are honestly my best example of what's going on mm-hmm. with the, the Swarm right now. They just, they're just nasty. Yeah, mm-hmm. and most of Act 3 is pretty much just like, hey, they took my dad, let's go get him. Yeah, and Marcus gets yeah. kidnapped by one of these things. So, obviously, one of the objectives being the fact that Kate's mom's already been stolen by one of these things. Now Marcus is being stolen by one of these So, they're, they're actually tracking down the Snatcher immediately after he has been captured so mm-hmm. they can hear his radio signal within to find out which Snatcher yeah. it was. Which, they, they go through many locations and many counterweights are broken. Yeah, and eventually <laughs> they find the mine shaft, which is one of the main hives they go into, and they get on a... Um, like well, a, a lift, a, a basically. Lift. Yeah, they go miles probably underground. Yeah, and it know? doesn't go well. The lift yeah. fries and it it's falls, like, yeah, and, yeah. And, and at that point... How did you leave it on fire? Yeah, <laughs> and at like, that, that point you're thinking, like, how the hell we're getting home. Yeah. And they're like, we're not really worried about that right now. Yeah, we gotta go get market. <clears throat> yeah, so... Um, I think at that point, like, it's just traveling through the mine, seeing mm-hmm. how weird everything has gotten. Uh, all the chrysalis and bodies that they left behind... I think there's a part where they mentioned uh, how they collected all the Locust's weapons and kept them. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of creepy. I kind of agree um, because at that point, it just everything sort of like, um, I don't know. Another thing that I don't know if they're trying to be slick and being the, the opening with the whole butterfly thing has like an underlying tone and a foreshadowing. I feel like there is a little bit more things in the game that are trying to show what the game's about. Mm -hmm. And one of those things that I notice is that there are actually some player skins that have to do with the Day of the Dead and zombies. And what's interesting about that is there's a lot of, like, I don't know, like, the, the swarm are basically in a form, like, renewed or undead forms of locusts. And that's played throughout the entire game. And the burial grounds, and it's just weird. Like, there's a very weird death right. thing going I, on. I still honestly 100% think that zombies and David that stuff, they just put those in there because they look cool. That has nothing to do with... I, we're I not going to see Zombie Dom in the I, story. I don't, I don't think we will either. You know, I, don't like, think, I don't think that that... I think that looking back at that, that, that is actually <laughs> something else. I think yeah. that they did that to show for something else. Like it's, the butterfly thing. Mm-hmm. I don't... I don't think that that was meant to be, oh, hey, they're coming back, zombies. Because that might have upset me a little bit. Yeah, no, I think that that was more of a, you know, this game has to do with, like, rebirth mm-hmm. or, like, undead. Or Fair enough. I could, I could possibly agree on that. I just think the skins were, you know, like, Zombie Dom. When I first saw it, it's I was just, like, just, they're just putting that in there because, like, people miss Dom and, sure. <laughs> and but, Zombie well, Dom. Well, here's the thing. Like, if it was just the zombie skins... I'd be all right. I would say, sure, they, you know, everybody likes zombies, mm-hmm. and that's just a thing. But the Day of the Dead thing? I just think those look cool. Mm, but, that's yeah. a little odd. Like, that's, I, I think that specifically is a little strange. I think you're reading too much into it, honestly. Maybe but I am. Maybe I am. That, that might just be me. <laughs> Maybe I Because some th- sometimes things don't... They can just be superficial, you know? They don't have to mean anything. True. But I always <laughs> like to think that when a creator's creating something, mm-hmm. and they put a little extra in there, sprinkled in, even though it's something that may not be completely attached. Mm. That's something they were thinking about whenever they made the game. Maybe. I mean, I guess if I had if I had to agree with you on that, it maybe the theme, but it has nothing to do with the story. Sure. At all. Right. No. <laughs> but it, it definitely would be... For it, it would definitely be like if you walk into the game and you look kind of that stuff and the whole butterfly thing, you're just mm. kind of like... Well, they also have color splat uh, skins as well. That may <laughs> just be completely crazy. I don't know what's up. <laughs> um, that would honestly be the most destructive of my theory. <laughs> Because that, that skin doesn't make any sense to anybody. <laughs> but, um... Anyway, they get Marcus back. Uh, not without a lot of work. Yes. And, uh, I think that's Act 3. 
End of Act 3 is and when act you get three them back. Is the yeah. longest act in the entire game. I don't know. Act 4 felt pretty long. It too. felt long, but that was our own fault. <laughs> that wasn't the game's fault. Well, maybe it was the game's fault, too, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, get, um, anything else you want to say before we get to the Marcus part, then? Uh, I'm trying to remember what all happened. Because uh, I know you go through the mines, and you basically you have a battle with the Snatcher yeah. and everything, which he seemed tougher that time than every other time you meet him. Well, he was, he was sort of a boss. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he can eat you, and but yeah. you can survive if your friends help you. Which is actually interesting, <laughs> because actually, if, if your friends kill or hurt him when you're inside of him, it actually respawns you completely. You mm-hmm. actually don't even need anybody to pick it's like, up. It's like you splatter out, and you're like, ugh. <laughs> I, 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 I can only assume that mechanic was put in place, because immediately if you dropped out of him again, he just eats you again. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just not fun. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, because first, like, he'll knock you down but not out, and then he'll come up to you and right. go, right. Right. So if you just literally came out of him and dropped again, yeah. he'd just swallow you right away. Right, right. right. It's a horrible experience. <laughs> but um, I don't think I don't think much happened other than them talking about the facilities and, and them seeing the, you know, the chrysalis and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And Dell not knowing how to work a fucking lift to save his life. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, well, actually, that could have been Kate if you weren't playing as Kate, though, because remember, it changes depending on who the co-op. And it might have went, went smoother. <laughs> but uh, yeah, right. Um, but after that, you fight the Snatcher, and you find the pod that Marcus has been in. Well, immediately when he comes out, he looks like he's dead. Yeah. And I, I wanted to, I, I wanted to kind of believe that he might be dead. But oh, he, I, his I, eyes were open, rolled in the back yeah, of his fucking head. I, he looked I, dead. I, I, yeah, just, you know I mean? just, in the back of my mind, I'm like, they're not going to kill him. Yeah. He's going to gurgle here in a second, and he's going to be fine. And that's exactly what happened. And uh, oh, what's weird about it, though, is when he comes out, he apparently, apparently, well, as Jake mentioned, they're hive mind. Mm-hmm. So they have a mental connection with everybody, apparently. So when he was in the pod... He was connected to the everything. Network. Yeah, everything. So he could see all the victims. He could see all the locusts or mm-hmm. swarm. I'm sorry. And uh, he actually saw uh, Kate's mom. Kate's no, he didn't see Kate's mom. Well, he knew. He knew. He knew. He knew. Yes, but he didn't know. Yeah, at, at, the, at the he knew something. He, but at the he time, was just like they took her, but they didn't put her in a pod. Right, they're, they're using her for something else. He gave her hope, even though there may have been, mm-hmm. but. The other part is that he mentioned to her, unfortunately, was that everyone else who was taken from the village were gone. Mm. There was no coming back. They were they were jealous of right. at that point. And um, obviously at this point, you know, JD's happy because his dad's back. But then Kate's freaking out because she wants to go get her mom and everything. Mm. So they all decide to get out of the mine, which is the most ridiculous thing <laughs> ever. Yeah, because it's like, well, how, well, son, how did you leave the lift you came in? No, it's all right. It's kind of on fire. But yeah, it's, uh, so, yeah, so they get back to the lift, and it's broken, and they're all <laughs> sitting there, like JD and Dell are sitting there trying to think about how the hell they're going to get out of there. Mm-hmm. And uh, an actual theme in the in the game is is uh, leverage. Yes. For some reason, <laughs> they get out of some bad situation by just using leverage. It's It's hilarious. There's a part where they're on a train and it's not going at all or not going fast enough. It's going very slow. And they just cut the wire and they fly all the way through. It's ridiculous. Well, at this part, JD's looking around and he's trying to figure out where to go. Well, there just so happens to be four Four freaking cables (laughs) perfectly withstanding platforms and everything for all four of them. And he's like, you know, we should just cut these and go up. And I'm thinking, that is a bad idea. I think Dill said that too. He's like, that's not my idea. Yeah, no. <laughs> so he's like, no, it's cool. It's whatever. So he's like, all right. So they all stand on and they cut it and it just shoots them up. And as they're going up, shit, like the mine just, I don't know why, starts falling apart. Just for no reason. And <laughs> shit just starts falling. And, they're ha- and while you're flying up there, you're trying to swing by- past debris and shooting things. And eventually, 
by the time you're starting to go up and you, you look a little higher up, you, you see what the, I guess, the gear mm-hmm. that's pulling the wires up is actually breaking and is falling sideways. So then the transition of you going up or looking up turns into you looking sideways or in front of you and then, you know, swing the rope back and forth, back and forth. And then at this point, when it goes back to you going back up, you realize that the gear that's grinding you up will probably kill all of you when you hit to the top, and it's not stopping. Mm. So at that point, everybody shoots their guns, and, you know, magically everything's okay, and they stop at the right moment. But um, immediately after that, um, I'm trying to think. They wanted to go to the second grave site. Yeah. Which Marcus immediately says that it's m- twice as large as the one they were just in, mm-hmm. and he would like to bring backup. Yeah, he's like, I need backup. And, and JD is like... No, don't call that asshole. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, and it's it's sort of like hinted at who this person is. And I'm like, I think I know who that is. And uh, I yeah. was right. Yeah. yeah well, I was right. half right because it was actually two people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or three people if you want to go that way. But yeah, it, yeah. but the main guy. Sam, was, was, Sam was the most surprising. Yeah. The other two, I mean, Cole was kind of surprising, I guess. But it was Baird. If anybody <laughs> it was Baird, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, by the way, we forgot to mention, uh, there's actually a scene at the beginning of the game. Right, right at the beginning of the game, there's mm-hmm. a bald guy in a lab coat who's monitoring people. And he's actually shown monitoring JD and Kate and all of them as well. We don't actually know because when Baird shows up, he's bald. Yes. And the back of him could totally be this guy. And uh, which, he, which, which I already knew because I looked through the multiplayer skins. I was like, oh, he's bald now. Yeah. He must be in the game because Baird is like my guy and in he's, these games. He's, he's also apparently the creator of all the tech that the cogs running. Right, because right if you remember at the beginning of the game, they call all the robots BDs. And you're like, why the hell are they calling them BDs? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe they'll say it later. And then it's like, oh, because or, or DBs. Excuse yeah. me. He's like, oh, because Damon Baird created yeah. them. So they call them all DBs. So <laughs> you're never really given an insight on whether or not that was him or not. Uh, I, I'm leaning towards it probably was. I think it was, but, uh, yeah. mainly because I don't think they were trying to look for a big plot twist mm-hmm. of that. They just were trying to play off your old nostalgia feelings of Baird being back. I think it was good enough to where it's like, if you just went straight to campaign and didn't go see him bald in the multiplayer skins, yeah. that's enough to where it's like, oh, I don't know who that is, well, per se. Well, as we mentioned but, in, in the beginning of the game, like, at that point where they're all, ca- they're gonna get captured, mm-hmm. someone mysteriously helps them. You yeah. usually find out that that's Baird. Mm-hmm. And knowing that there's a scene right before they enter the building where he's that guy is actually monitoring them on the screen mm. only leads me to believe that that probably was him. Right. So I'm just going to sweep that. That, that pro- yes. more than likely was probably Baird. Which, that skips to Act 5. But uh, before that, I'll give away Gears of War 3. Oh, which is the penultimate in that trilogy. Mad World. <laughs> yeah, the song that Dom died to. Mad World. <laughs> 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 I mean, um, he's a zombie. He's got to rock out with some brain. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> All right. Before I do that, Zombie Dom, of course, he's a pre-order skin in this game. Nah, Apparently, some people have been complaining about him. Because he says his brains. In the, yeah, like his catchphrase, brains, brains. But I imagine none of the other zombies probably <laughs> say anything better. So Right. Um, anyway, the last two uh, sections of the Gears of War 3 code are 4YBWMMY4FF. And uh, I guess we can talk about mm-hmm. Act 4 before we scoot back. Because Act 5, that's where you learn about Baird and everything. Like, right yeah, at the beginning so, of so immediately after they do the whole... Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, immediately after they talk about like they need to go save her mom and mm-hmm. they need to go to the burial ground. They try to discuss trying to get more help. They say they don't have time, so mm-hmm. they immediately start moving towards the burial ground. Um, 
I feel like there was something in between that. Well, it was the thing that they were trying to get to the top of the dam, or they were trying to actually contact Meredith. Because wasn't that there, came after? Was that after? Because yeah. I know there was the line where Marcus is like, "Look, we got to get help and everything." And right. she's I mean, like, "I'm going to go by myself if, you, if the help doesn't work yeah. out." And he's like, "I'll go with you if the help doesn't work out." But I feel like out. there was like, something in between that that they actually tried to go themselves. Well, they were traveling quite a bit. Like there was some wind flares yeah. and the dam and all that. So stuff. some stuff happened. <laughs> I don't remember exactly. What. I remember. I just remember it being very brutal and some boss fights. Like I, I would say that the hard boss fight was in Act 4 when you fight the Swarmac at oh, the end yeah. of it. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, was... yeah. If you guys remember Brumax, the thing you wrote at the end of Gears of War 2, the giant fucking beast with the two machine gun arms and the yeah. rocket launcher heads. Well, there's one yeah. that has worse things going Yes, because he's part crystal. Yeah, so you can only <laughs> shoot him in certain places. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's a very themed battle. Mm. But it's a very old school battle where they throw a bunch of little mobs at you while you're trying to kill the big mob and shit's flying everywhere. Mm. It's, it was honestly the breaking point to where me and Jake thought we might not be going any further <laughs> after this point. Yeah, because there's these... Um, you have to open up the uh, generator breakers or whatever. Yeah. Destroy them so it kind of electrocutes yeah. them. And then he'll his scabs will turn into these glowing... You sores know, or sores whatever. Or whatever allow you to actually yeah. cause damage to them. And you have to do that four times in the generators. Then you have to pop all of his sores pretty much. Which is funny because I, I'm actually glad that that part was as hard as it was. Because mm-hmm. following into the next path, like that was actually rewarding. And I felt like there was a reason for right. that. Right, it, um, it reminded me of like, um, well, the next path reminds me of the end of two, but like this one, this felt like the big boss battle to me, just based on difficulty. Yes, I would say. Uh, well, other, yeah, other than like some <laughs> uncon un- things that went wrong yeah. with your side. I yeah, that, I'll, I'll talk about that <laughs> when we get to that. That was weird, but but definitely but, this Brumac was more than likely the actual boss. Yes, yeah, Swarmac. Yeah, from the swarm. Yeah. <laughs> And barring a weird pause, uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that's uh, stuff happened. Anyway, that's uh, Act Four. Act Four, like I hate saying, like that's in a nutshell, but really it was just a bunch of traveling. You go to a hydroelectric dam to put power on. You Act know, Four really is just like there's a lot of fighting. <laughs> Act Four is just like where they yeah. wanted to put the most difficult. The Act Four was where they wanted the game to feel like the end is nigh. Ultimately, mm-hmm. like you, they they wanted you to know. That this is where you're, you're coming to the close. There were two goddamn wind flares with lightning storms. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. So, <laughs> so what's funny about this is, I like when I remember I was playing Gears the older Ge- Gears a while back, and I remember like you know there were some difficult parts, mm. but most of the difficult parts were based on us just fighting shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like a, like your technical skill level. Yeah. Well, in this game. It kind of throws some weird shit at you. Like there, there, there are thematic battles. There, there, there are themed things that are laid out through the storyline, and they kind of suck. Because like every time me and Jake would fall into one of those things, we wouldn't know what to do. Like they, they would just be stucky. Like <laughs> so, like you said, there's uh, there's uh, the wind flares. Mm-hmm. Well, what happens with wind flares? Like almost every single time. I'm not even kidding. Like after every time you'd go all the way through the wind flare levels, which was a lot. <laughs> Between the robots, wind flare, lightning, and God knows everything else that was going on. Like, uh, but at the end of it, there was always lightning. And the lightning that happens becomes sort of like a, I don't know, if you've ever played a bullet hell game, like a bunch of shit flies at you and you have to see the pattern in order to get through it. Mm. And that's basically what happened. And if you got hit even twice, yeah. you're dead. Because like once it'll like stun you and you're almost dead. And then yeah. if it's still around, it's like... <clears throat> and in... You know, in co-op mode, if your teammate dies... That's it. You're done. Yeah. So, like, it's game over. So, every time that me or Jake would die, it'd be game over. Mm. 
So I couldn't just, you know, like leave him behind and rush ahead and actually get to the objective. I had to have both of us. Because the end of both of those was a two person door that you had to open. Um, So it sucked. And there were two really difficult. Well, I would say the first one was the most difficult. Uh, The second one, I think I actually caught on Mm -hmm. a little bit more rhythm on what what we needed to do in order to get past it. Uh, but yeah, the first one just sucked. The first one sucked. I think my problem with the second one was like you were like a few seconds ahead of me. So if I was trying to follow right behind you, there was like a lightning strike right behind you yeah. that would get me like every time. Well, see, and so I'd have to rethink and, my and, strategy. And, and, and the first one I was having problems with because you were like trying to wait to look for like mm-hmm. a strategy to go through. And while I was waiting, I'm behind you. When the wind, when it would go past us, mm-hmm. it would still have an effect. So it was still hitting me as it was going past us. And that would just kill me from waiting. Mm. Um, but yeah, there, there was that, and then ultimately there was the fucking Brumac fat, or fat, fight, mm-hmm. which sucked, and pretty much, Swarmack. like, Swarmack, <laughs> whatever. I don't even know why they bothered changing their names. Because they're from the Swarm, they're oh, not Locust, they're come on. They're the same damn thing. <laughs> locust Swarm, they might as well be that. But anyway, uh, which that, that I would consider would be the last boss. Yeah. It, it definitely was the most difficult fight in the game. Yeah, because after you do that, really the only big thing you would have to do until you meet Baird is the um, horde mode style defend the communications tower. Which that was not hard at all. It was not that bad. No, no. I, I think, I think honestly, the most difficult part we had outside of the uh, the, the boss battle mm-hmm. was that part right when uh, I don't even know how to explain it. It was it was closer to the end, and it was where that stupid guy had the drop shot. And he could shoot it through the window. Yeah, because the window was just high enough to get the drop yeah. shot through, but the door frame was not. Yeah. So if he saw you through the door frame, he'd shoot at you, but he would miss every single time. I, I don't know why, but we kept having some problems. Eventually, like, we just got our shit together, and yeah. it, was just, it was completely fine. But like up until that point, we had kept dying there a few times, and it was getting a little irritating. But um, after that, the big glorious battle or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, you move on to, um, I guess... Well, you, you contact Bear. You kind of yeah. You get Bear to the radio tower, and you do like the horde mode battle thing. Mm-hmm. And after you do that, Baird has been notified, and now it is now you need to get to the location to where he's mm-hmm. supposed to be at. And uh, you see the green flare drop that he has, mm-hmm. and um, maybe that was the part. Did that is that was that the part that we were having trouble in like getting to him between that area or did that come? No, we, like because that was there was no remember because it was all clear and there was the whole dialogue oh, about like don't yeah, say it's all clear yeah, you're yeah, gonna yeah. chase they, us. They were joking yeah. about it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there's like a theme throughout the entire game where JD will just call all clear and every time he does that, there's always monsters and shit that mm. comes out. But then the last time they actually discussed the whole thing, and he's like, oh, you're jinxing or whatever. Marcus says, that's nonsense, and if anything happens, I'll just deal with it myself. <laughs> and ironically, the next part that you get to, you actually end up getting to Baird, and he brings some reinforcements, which, yes. oh my god, was <laughs> sorely needed. Two giant BDs. DBs, excuse me. Yeah, they, they were giant robots. Giant, giant mechs, robots, yeah. Uh, that you could pilot. Second Betsy and Jack Jr., and piloting both of them, as yeah. you met, was Cole and Baird. Yeah, you have a, a cool little reunion with Cole and Baird, and then, um, you know, it's like, ah, fucking Uncle Uncle Baird and Uncle Cole, and like, this asshole, and all these toys you've shown me. Yeah, and, and, and ultimately awesomeness ensues, yeah. because he gives you, he gives you to, he gives them to you to pilot, mm-hmm. and not only that, he brought a helicopter mm-hmm. that allows you to be able to shoot rockets anytime yeah, you want. Piloted by Sam from yeah. Gears of War 3. Yeah, which, so, uh, it's like, oh, I didn't know your wife was coming, Baird's like, she's not my wife, she's my special lady friend. Uh, totally different. And up until this point, 
me and Jake had had a lot of hardships to this game. Yes, the, especially the it, Swarmack. It, it, it was a fun <laughs> game. It's a good game. No, there, were, there was some challenge. There parts, was a yeah. lot of really challenging parts, and there were a lot of really frustrating parts. And we were only on hardcore mode, which is the next to no, most yeah, hardcore, yeah, no, yeah. we weren't on insane, yeah. which I don't even want to think about that that fight. Yeah, the Swarmack, oh, yeah. My God. But finally, we got into these mechs, and literally, it just let us unleash hell. We could kill everything like with ease. There's like little locusts running around, swarm running around. We could stomp on them, smash them, shoot them, whatever, and then eventually. We got to another Swarmack fight, which that was great, because that was basically payback time. Because <laughs> we just fucked that dude up. He didn't even stand a chance. And the great part is they give you a little uh, a little CG finisher where you just break his head open. And yeah. He just, he just explodes for no reason. <laughs> um, <clears throat> no, it's great. You just walk through town just destroying everything. Yeah. Like, yeah, son of a bitch. And it's, 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 it's honestly yeah. the funnest part in the entire game. By yeah. the time you get to this part, it's just... It's just mindless fun. Like, like, yeah, like you said, like it's after all the hardships going through, it's just like oh, I've got yeah. all this power and I can yeah. just I think, kill, I, kill, I, I, kill. I think it was really smart yeah. on their part because a lot of times you get to the end of the game, you get to a boss, and that's like the end, mm-hmm. and you you're just full of frustration because if that boss is super hard and you just want to get past that. But in this game, they decided, hey, we're gonna throw the boss before the final act, mm-hmm. and then we're going to let you have a little good time at the end doing whatever the fuck you want to. Which I would say they kind of do that in Gears of War 2 when, um, I forget the, R- Rom's brother's name, the dude with the double chainsaw pole. Rom 2. Rom 2, whatever. <laughs> um, you fight him, I would say, like, he was more difficult, or maybe the, I it's been so long since I played the Gears 2 campaign, he might have been the most difficult boss, in mm. my eyes, but I, I mean... I'm trying to compare that to, like, the last act... The most difficult boss in any Gears of War game before this one, let's be real, was the Krill. Yes. (laughs) The Krill won all fights. You never even beat three, so you don't even know that shit, (laughs) dude. Oh my god, that sucked so bad. Speaking of which, what the fuck happened to the Krill? They were in three. Yeah, well, I remember four. They're part of the Locust uh, hive mind, I would say. So Uh, I don't want to know what they turned into, because that's going to be horrible. But um, anyway, at the end of two, you get your own Brumac... To ride through oh, the, yeah. you know, the locust hive, yeah. and you get to kick ass, kind of like in this one. Until it mutates yeah. horribly, and they're yeah. like, oh my god, I feel so bad for this thing. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> Let's blow it up and leave it. <laughs> but surprise, at, by the time you end up finding another uh, swarm mac and beating mm-hmm. the shit out of it, there's actually a final boss battle. Yeah, this, oh. I don't even know what it was called. It was this huge, biggest creature in the game oh, <laughs> thus far. Well, yeah, I remember the big worm they showed, like in the previous game. Well, but, in this game, in but, four, but this but is I well, maybe at all because this yeah. thing's fucking huge. Like, yeah, it's a, you only see like its neck and arms pretty yeah. much, and then it has four tentacles coming out of its back. Yeah, it's it's a yeah. uh, it's a giant locust monster. Yeah, with tentacles. Um, and. It, As, it, it shoots the spines uh, kind of like... Well, we didn't talk about the pouncers. Which, oh, yeah. So there's another enemy that's like a dog. Yeah. And the, it has it has two abilities. Mm. Its first ability is that it can stand on the shit and jump around and shoot things at you annoyingly. Does which, the pouncing. Which it does a lot. And it's also heavily armored, which means that you can't actually... First, you can't really cause that much damage mm. to it unless you hit it in the underbelly. And you can't chainsaw it normally, so you can't one-shot it. Um... But it also has another ability where it pounces and starts eating your face. Mm. But the key, about, the key part about that is if you have a shotgun or a chainsaw, you can actually kill it in one shot if it lands on you. Mm. Well, also, like you said, it shoots things. Um, it shoots quills out of its tail. Which is very similar to the To what the final boss right. does. Um, yes. And so, what, so this is where kind of funny stuff happens. Well, so we get to the last boss fight. Okay. And I'm already thinking like, oh, shit, this is going to be horrible mm. or whatever. 
and it starts shooting at us. And the first thing we think, like, well, there's no fucking cover. Like, mm-hmm. how are we supposed to dodge the, or get, get away from the bullets? Mm-hmm. Well, earlier in the game, I realized that I could side dash yeah. back and forth. And as he started shooting me, I said, fuck it. I'm just going to try to dash back and forth. And with a timed dash, I was able to avoid the quills mm-hmm. without taking any damage whatsoever. And that's when I started realizing the rhythm of the fight was yeah. to dodge the quill, shoot, rinse, repeat. Yeah, no, it took me a few more rounds to yeah. get the timing Jake, down. Uh, Jake was like, this isn't working. I don't know what's happening. But eventually he got the timing down and everything But there fine. was something that was not working for me for I don't know why the hell. Oh, yeah, but you saw man. it. You saw it too. You can attest to that. So after so, you get it, you get his tentacles. Basically, you take you the sta- tentacles you down one by the ten- one. Tentacles, and yeah. then you he breaks them off, and then you fire a rocket, and that singes the the tentacles. Yeah. After that's completely done, his next phase is that he has oh he he shoots his chest cavities at the helicopter that mm-hmm. Marcus and all them are in. Well, they end up being fine. But the helicopter lands on the side, and as the helicopter lands on the side, uh. For whatever reason, your character decides, hey, those blades look like a good idea to use, and they take the helicopter blades off, and they use them as a weapon. Well, Jake was the closest one to the helicopter, so he did this first. Mm-hmm. And the second stage, the monster opens up his chest and starts shooting rockets at you, basically. Mm-hmm. And right before it even started, there's a tip line that says, basically, hey, if you hold the uh, L trigger and the R-, R trigger at the same time, the blades will protect you mm-hmm. from shots. Well, for some reason, I don't know why, but Jake could either. not use but the you blades. Said, I was holding them. They were in front of me. <sighs> he could not use the blades. And I was going forward, and the dude shot his things at me, and it just blew me up. <laughs> and, and every time, every time he picked the damn things up, it would kill him. Every single time. Mm-hmm. So finally, I was like, hey, I'll give it a shot. We'll see how this goes. Yeah. I fucking picked them up, and everything works like fucking butter. I, I, go, the, I, I block all the shots... I get all the way up to him, and apparently, like, at that point, you're supposed to cut off his, his arms, mm-hmm. and then you cut one off, and then you move up to the next one, rinse and repeat, and then eventually you just cut him in the face. Well, I did that entire scene without any problem, so I don't know if there was maybe an angle that Jake wasn't standing yeah, right or something like that. I don't know. That that one does not make sense to me <laughs> at all. But, but but it was kind of funny, no less. Yeah. But, 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 yeah. But basically, that's your final fight, and at after this point, the game takes over, mm-hmm. and they finally reach the location to where Kate's mother's at. Raina is at, yes. Up until this point, me and Jake had just kind of assumed that uh, since they weren't going to potter, they're probably going to make her into a queen of some kind. Right, and I uh, obviously we thought this because Queen Mira in the game, she was very much human Right, and you know? from this point, we didn't really think they had a leader. Yeah. So that's basically what we assumed. We either assumed that she was going to be in there, she's going to be evil, or, you know, whatever. Well, we get in there and actually come to find that she's actually, like, hooked up to this weird life support system mm-hmm. thing, which may or may not have been transforming her into something. That, I believe it was, but again, nothing right. we, 100% we, there, confirmed. There was nothing. I'm on very good authority that they were trying to make her into Sure, but there was absolutely yeah. nothing, no no talking, right. nothing. That it's probably something us. they'll talk about within the next two games, but it's well, it, seems, uh, it seems like that's what they were doing. I'll take it back. I'll take it back. There actually was one little piece... That didn't make sense, but actually did give some kind of hint as to maybe why this was happening to her right, specifically. Which you did not get because right. I explained it to you. Yeah. So, um, and you're like, what? I, I just didn't come to me. But basically, Kate gets there and it's all emotional. Mm-hmm. And, and the first thing that her mom says to her is that if I'm taken away from this, I'll die. Yeah. So obviously we automatically figure out, well, she's not going to leave her like this. Yeah. So it's everybody leaves and Kate takes out the blade that was broken in the beginning mm-hmm. of her blade. And 
she has, you know, this whole sad hugger and everything, and she hands over a medallion mm-hmm. that she had in the beginning of the game, her mom's medallion, mm-hmm. and she takes it, which apparently was her grandfather's medallion. Whom mother's, she never grandmother's. Met, her grandmother's. And at this point, there's, like, tendrils or whatever that are attached to mm-hmm. her back, and she starts cutting. Yeah, she's just like, I want to say bye to my mom right now. And, and she cuts like, two, and then it, it blacks out and doesn't show you the rest, yeah. and you obviously assume that she killed her. Mm-hmm. And then she comes out, and which I thought was kind of weird... There wasn't even really kind of a relationship built up between JD and her, but all of a sudden, you know, except for one line earlier, the girlfriend. Whatever, thing. Yeah, when Marcus that, was like, "I like your girlfriend," or whatever, you have a nice girlfriend, and JD, he does not, he doesn't refute it, or right, he's just, he's just he, like not. But like, yeah. you know, it's one of those things. Like it, it could be a joke for all we know, <laughs> right? Yeah. But she comes out and she's obviously crying, and he hugs her and whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, they uh, Marcus talks about like this isn't over, and he says yeah, that yeah. she needs to have some time to you know think things through. Yeah, and she's like, I don't need protection. He's like, you need time. Trust me. And, I've gone uh, this. <laughs> and right at the end, she shows the medallion mm. to everybody, yeah, and the medallion and the medallion looks different mm-hmm. at a certain angle and flipped over backwards. So when she does this, apparently it's the locust emblem. It's the it's the emblem for the locust. Yes, which is odd because as you know from the previous games, the locust queen. You know, it was like humanoid like, and since she's never met her grandmother, perhaps somehow that she's tied into that heritage mm-hmm. somehow for some reason. Uh, that's not explained, obviously, because immediately after this scene, credits roll, end of the game, everybody claps, yay, except for the very end. <laughs> we do get a special scene. Well, the special scene where Oscar rips himself <laughs> out of the belly of the fucking snatcher and apparently is a lot. Yeah, he's just like, where's the road at? <laughs> Which is going to be obviously left into the next game. Yeah. So, overall, uh, pretty solid game, especially with how a lot of stuff mm-hmm. comes out nowadays. Um, I liked it. Um, I would say I would say I, I didn't necessarily love it, but mm-hmm. that may be more so because it's the first of a trilogy, mm-hmm. and they're starting to tell a new story, so maybe after the next two games come out and I've played them and I know the whole story, I might like it more. Yeah, because like I said, you know they're not going to just <clears throat> throw everything out there in the True. first game. They're going to leave some stuff for the next two as far as major I, 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 I think to me personally, though, like what makes it more frustrating is having the th- first trilogy already out there and having not everything I really wanted to explain to begin mm-hmm. with and starting another trilogy and still not having some of those answers where well, you know, I want them to it's be. like on the contrary maybe for me um like at the end of three i thought that was it wrapped up most everything nicely because i like for this one i was like well if they make a four who are we gonna fight because all the locusts are dead you know it's like are we gonna fight each other are we gonna do maybe, a pendulum wars game maybe my maybe yeah. my biggest my biggest problem could be wrapped up in the sense of that but there's no really biological explanation to these creatures well and uh, and there doesn't need to necessarily be one that's I what i was gonna say i was like you know it's a sci-fi game that doesn't right <laughs> and i and i can go back to the whole like prometheus was a bad right, we have a thing as a jojo's fan we have a thing in part five uh the stand king crimson uh-huh. which I get, I understand how it works. I mean, at least to me, the way it was explained, to me, uh-huh. the way I read it. But a lot of people don't, because it's one of those, it basically eats time. It, like, as if it never happened. It kind of, like, rewinds it and eats it. So, like, you know, it's like if you're walking forward, then all of a sudden you're, like, ten feet in front of you, but you don't know why. And that time was actually deleted out of, you know, the time-space continuum or whatever. You know, it's not like you went forward in time, it was just erased from time all in general. So it's like taking a, a chunk out of a film roll. Yeah, so you're from one scene to a next scene, and that other scene doesn't exist. Yeah, anymore. and for some reason, people don't get that explanation very I well. Think, I think that's because time is a tough Yeah, because it's like, well, how do you delete it if it hasn't happened yet? Right. And stuff like that. Yeah. But regardless, 
You just accept it for what it is. That's the thing. A lot of, here's the phrase people use in the JoJo's community for that. It just works. Well, and, and I understand that a lot, especially being like an Aliens fan, and how Prometheus is completely unnecessary because explain, trying to explain that much about Aliens, we don't need that. Because they're just monsters, that's all they need to be. Any more explanations into that just starts complicating things unnecessarily, which Prometheus obviously shows that. Um, however, I just think since they're going to play with this whole mutation thing and all this other stuff, I would like to have a little bit more of something as to mm. it, at least it, even if even if the only explanation that I got was why this happened to them, not you know what they are, but why this mutation happened mm-hmm. from them supposedly. If I get that, I'll be fine because I think I think it's a, just a tad bit lackluster. Like I said, I think give it you know the next few games. Sure, and yeah. that's and that's and that's where I'm coming from yeah. as far as like my overall opinion. I, I'm going to reserve. My universal opinion for the entire rest of the mm-hmm. next part, because it's not completed, as far as a standalone game, I like it a lot. I thought it was really fun. Um, yeah, and I think even though we're fighting, like, Locust again, essentially, uh, like, I have no problem with the story so far of how they've come to be, you know, it's not... Yeah. Um, biggest complaint? I'm not terribly fond of robots. <laughs> um, I don't know. And this and this may just be morphed, because I'm not kidding. When you, like... the. First freaking half of the game is just nothing but you fighting a non-stopping onslaught of robots, like just all over the place. I don't know those uh, those juvie. Uh, those suck. <laughs> those may be the worst enemy in the game, or as you call them, the white people. The white people, but the white people are horrible. <laughs> yes, uh, but the robots—they just I. There's not a lot you can do with robots. They're not very interesting looking. They're not very unique. Uh, they have guns like anything else. They, they, they're basically just remodeled skins of locusts or any other enemy that you fight. Mm-hmm. And as far as storyline-wise, they weren't really necessary because the whole thing with Jin, I thought was, to me, as far as the storyline goes, that was the most ridiculous part of the storyline. <laughs> I'd even go as far as saying, like, I can accept them throwing all the corpses into the mine more so than I accept the fact that this one woman is completely in control of the cogs and just fucking hates them for some reason other than them taking people. I think it was the taking people thing that was really got on her. Should it really have gone that far? No. No, she she went a little extreme. She became the Saturday morning cartoon villain. Yeah. Send all of my guys at them over and over again. It was still fucking entertaining, though. (laughs) <laughs> oh. Yeah, I, I was I was almost to the assumption that she was like JD's old girlfriend because she would not stop. It was just, and I'm not even and I'm kidding. That may be the reality because there's some weird stuff between her and JD. I don't know. It's like you mentioned um, how she has the robot. It's basically like a robot with her. It's like a hologram oh, of her yeah. face so she can see and yeah, talk to them. Yeah, I, I didn't actually mention. But that. like how. It gets killed like four or five times, yeah, you know, the, the, and it just keeps coming back. <laughs> every time at the beginning of like the war between her, she'll show up in the, a, a robot that has a, a hologram face of her, and she speaks to the party mm-hmm. ultimately. And then she either gets shot or yeah, neck snapped. Somebody or, kill it, like cuts the head off or snaps it or whatever, blows it up. Yeah. Or another thing, which is another unanswered question for now, is how like uh, the one pouncer shot its quills into the robot and started controlling it. That may yeah. be, as far as, like, them showing something new, mm-hmm. that may be the most unanswered question. Because apparently, so, so at the very end, Jin shows up one more time. Mm-hmm. And uh, for one more little quarrel, I, I, I we actually forgot yeah. to mention, there's actually a part where she sends her robots out, 
and they fight the locusts, yeah. and you fight her. Because and she her. know she now knows kind of what's going on yeah. here, you know. Well, she shows up again with the party, and she has a confrontation with JD one more time. And as JD is going to talk to her, a pouncer shoots quills into her robot, and uh, it completely negates her. And you think the robot's broken, but it starts to reactivate and tries to kill JD. So the party even talks about the fact that trying to explain what happened. Mm. It, so apparently the quills or the swarm somehow have the ability to manipulate technology. Yeah, not just like having humans hack into yeah. their network, but they can also have robots right. now, which is a little far fetched. Um, it's it's still something new. I think it's they, the, something the, cool to look into. The locusts seem to be coming a little bit all powered. Uh, I don't know. It, they'll all be dead again by the end of Gears of War 6 and you know it. Yeah, and then Gears of War 19, they'll be evolved into <laughs> Tyrannosauruses or something. Um, even if the planet survives, I don't even know, because like, there's some bad shit going on on the planet, apparently. Um, yeah, so, thanks, Al Gore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so overall, like gameplay-wise, pretty solid. If you played a Gears of War game, then you're going to like it. it. It ran really smooth. I'm not 100% sure if it was 60 frames per second the entire game. I'm not sure. I think that may only be main yeah. campaign. I'm not sure. Still doesn't bother me. No, there was nothing that I actually bothered. Um, however, me and Jake, when we first started to play a campaign, we had a few technical issues. Um, and as I've played Horde Mode a couple times, I've actually been completely kicked out of the game. And reading some things online, apparently people have been having similar problems. So I'm not sure what's going on, but they seem to have a t- some some server issues going I, on I right think now. it's just it's pretty normal for any big game release to have yeah. server issues on the first few days. And it's, as long as that's addressed. It's unfortunate, but And they take it care happens. of it, that's fine. Yeah. Um, my, I guess my actual, uh, you know, two cents on the mechanic and stuff is there are a lot of weapons that are missing. Now, there's some new weapons, but they're nothing really, you know, groundbreaking. Like, a lot of times Gears was really fun because they had these really unique, interesting weapons. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the weapons that a lot of people liked from previous installments... A lot of them are gone. And like I said before, in the campaign, the Hammer of Dawn doesn't even exist, except for uh, the prologue. Mm. So um, I thought that was a little a little lame. Uh, I really wish that a lot of that had been, you know, kept in. I'm always the kind of person that feels like, if it ain't broke, why fix it? Mm-hmm. So if you're going to keep going with something, if you keep going to keep making a franchise, why remove something that was good and worked before and, you know, just keep that and add more to it? Why not make it a more vast array of things? Instead of cutting it short. I totally understand that sentiment, but at the same time, it's like, I don't need more guns if I wasn't big on using them anyway. Like, yeah, the Scorcher's cool. It was good against Berserkers, for sure. <laughs> but, um... And, and I mean, that, and then this can also be toned back to, like, you it's know, like give fighting me- games or, or anything else. Like, if, if you're only going to stick with one character or two characters yeah. or two guns... What's the point? Of King, Spider- King of Fighters 14, 50 characters. I, 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 don't, I still don't think I've played as all, all right. of them yeah. at least once yet. And I get that. Yeah. I just, I feel, I, I just always felt that, and, and this is a completely uh, side thing. Like, uh, I like Naruto games. And sometimes with the rosters, they do things that just don't make sense to mm-hmm. me. And I felt like if you've already had the characters before, just how hard is it to keep in, yeah. throwing them back into the game? Especially characters that actually make sense. And to especially if it's out. the same engine and everything right. in the same generation. Right. Like that. So, the, so that, to me, like, has always kind of irked me. And so them doing that, 
irks me a little bit, yeah, but they, yeah. not enough to deter yeah. myself from playing the game. And, I tell you, and there's no telling. Like DLC is on the way. Yeah, there's no telling if maybe guns will be added. To the game. I tell you what, if they put that custom lancer in, in the multiplayer, man, yeah, there's a lancer Marcus gives you in Act Two. Which hot tip? If you hold that gun yeah. throughout the rest of the game, that's an achievement. No idea. And I'm so glad I didn't he know did about that, that because it'll give your party member that too. If you're I did not know else. about that, but I love that gun so much. I kept it the whole entire campaign. I'm it's, impressed. It's basically a lancer with like a giant clip. It takes great. forever to run out. <laughs> I, I was sad I, I got rid of it at the end, and I'm so glad Jake hang, hang, hold on to it because that was awesome that we got the achievement for it. But, um, yeah, it was good shit. Yeah, um, I, I enjoyed the game too. Um, it, on, I've only played the campaign, so I haven't really dove into much of the multiplayer. But I mean, it's gears. Uh, how bad can you fuck it up? You know, right? If you already have the formula. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, horde mode's fun. Uh, Kind of wish they had kept the monster mode, to where you could play the beast as, mode. Yeah, the locust or the uh, overrun the, from yeah. judgment, where you could one side is the locust and one side is the cog, and you once again goes back to like if it yeah. was already in the game, why not well, keep it going? If I again, if I have to defend them, this was a new generation, new system, and... all that stuff. They might have had to build some things up. Um, they probably didn't want to blow their wad on the first try. Horde mode, uh, only complaint: sharing money. Because <laughs> uh, if you're playing online with just random people, I don't even that's, buy anything out of the box because people that's are just the team do aspect they want. of it. Though yeah. you know, it's like you're sharing everything. Yeah, uh, classes is interesting. Classes is card based now, so basically, uh, you collect cards as you level up and you gain money to buy chests. And the cards can be upgraded, and the cards are different things. Like, uh, if you're a sniper, there's a card that gives you 20% damage to headshots. You can upgrade that to 40%. Yada yada yada. Uh, and you can only equip so many at a certain time. Being level one, you'll only be able to equip one card, and level three, you'll be able to equip two, yada, 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 so forth and so on. Um, it, 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 it gives it a little bit of flair, but class wise, other than you just having different weapons, it doesn't really feel much different. And that's kind of a downfall because that's one of the things I really liked about the other horde modes was if I was an engineer, my job was to build things and repair them. Well, if I was a healer, I was supposed to heal you. Yada, it's kind of like that, like you said, but it's like with the cards. Like, if you're uh, an engineer, you have a choice of cards that are special to the engineer yeah. class. So it's like, yeah, I can build my fortifications up better and, as and, an engineer. And maybe, maybe the, 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 the uniqueness and the vastness of the classes will be more fruitful once you unlock more of the cards. Right, because like you can only use one card at a time right. at first, but then once you level that class up, you can use up to, like, five, I think, at yeah. a time. Um, but be, it, but know, it, super. But as far as, like, instant gratification, if you're planning on jumping in immediately... And you want to feel completely different, you're not. You're going to feel like every other character. You're yeah. just going to have different weapons. And obviously, being gears, you can pick up whatever weapon you want. So it doesn't even really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but it's still fun. It's still, you know, I still love being able to fight hordes of monsters with teammates and stuff like that. It's obviously fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't actually got to try versus mode, so I don't know either. Um, I, I played it in the beta, and uh, they only had the two modes of a team deathmatch, which. Is one it's like one and done once you're dead you're gone until the next round Which, you know that's kind of sucky I don't really care for that yeah. but they and the other one they had was kind of like team deathmatch but I liked it better it was called dodgeball mm-hmm. basically um if you die um like if someone kills you on that team they get another if their player had died they can get them back like dodgeball oh, okay. you know? interesting hmm. so but there's other modes obviously like annex king of the hill are probably what I usually stick to yeah in these games um and I'm sure there's other modes that I haven't tapped into yet that I will try out with some of you guys yeah. You know, like, there was a mode in Judgment, which I, I enjoyed. It was actually a free-for-all mode, 
where you all started out with snub pistols and it went through every single weapon. Like once oh, you got a yeah, kill with yeah, a snub yeah, pistol, yeah, yeah. you got a lancer, and then once you got yeah. a kill with a lancer, you got an asher, and you had to just something very get a kill with in, every weapon. In Call of Duty has yeah. that as well. Yeah, I'm like that's pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, but um. Yeah, but solid, I, solid game. Solid game, worth a buy if you're a Gears fan. I mean, if you don't like shooters and stuff like that, then you're not going to like this, I guess. Yeah, I would, um, I would, I would definitely say, um, yeah, I, I mean, I really like Gears, so I I really wanted to play Gears. Uh, mm-hmm. More of this decision was affected by the fact that I have time off, mm-hmm. and I really wanted to enjoy myself early and as much as I possibly could, and I know there's a new good game coming out, I really wanted to... So I spent the hundred dollars to buy the early access edition, which allowed you to play a couple days early. Would have only been eighty if you would have went to Best Buy or yeah, Amazon Prime. Yeah. Um, now this does obviously come <laughs> with the season pass, which is thirty dollars. So you get all the free DLC. You obviously get the DOM stuff, and you get a few packs and stuff for free. You get all the other games for free. So there's a, there's a lot of incentive to buy it. Yeah. I honestly think like the value's there. Um, and but, the four day early thing yeah. as well. Like, but but if you if you're if you're not impatient. Yes, and, <laughs> if you can wait, and you're and you're one of those edgy people that are not completely sold on the DLC stuff. Um, sixty four dollars is completely fine mm-hmm. for the title. Yeah, which to be fair, like the the bulk of the season pass is the map thing. Yeah, which for the non season pass owners, they still get to use two of those maps at a time. I think like it rotates them out, which is a little odd. Yeah, but if you're That's a season a pass strange. holder, every time the maps come out, you keep them and you can keep going. Yeah, because they're gonna add twenty four maps, I think. Within the next year, yeah. so there's going to be like 36 maps by this time next year. That's yeah. insane. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, so so ultimately, it comes down to not that it's probably a factor anymore because I don't think the ultimate edition exists anymore. So well, uh, sort of, kind of. It's kind of like a Frankenstein monster now at this point. But like, <laughs> if you really, really like Gears, you know, the hundred dollars was, was was good because mm-hmm. you're going to obviously keep playing it. So you obviously you'll get your money's worth, right? Yeah. But like I said, the sixty-four dollars if you're just looking for the game to play. Mm. And hey, you can always out. buy the season pass later. Exactly. Too, you know, if, like, if, if the season pass becomes worth it later on, then just buy it later. But if you never played any of these games and you've been listening, you had your chance at the first three, and I will now also give the fourth game, which was a side story about Damon Baird, you know, the man in these games, <laughs> called Gears of War: Judgment. Um, Obviously, Jake's favorite character. Yes. <laughs> Takes place before Gears of War One, which um, he's going to work frantically to unlock. <laughs> yes, because you have to, ah, <laughs> uh, you have to unlock his skin in there, which that's the only skin I need. <laughs> yes, there's also unlocking stuff, and credits suck to get, but that's probably more so the fact that you just need to play more often. Yeah, but like, and uh, I'm sure the microtransaction thing has a deal with yeah. it too. But again, it's all cosmetic stuff, so I don't mind oh, that much. Absolutely. You know, yeah. Really? Pretty much. And uh, anyway, the last two sections of the Gears of War Judgment download code I have for you are uh, XXXHJBWQH4. That's for Gears of War Judgment. If you were listening this whole time and you were first on all of these, then you will have the quadrilogy of Gears of War games for the Xbox 360, which are all backwards compatible, so you don't even need an Xbox 360 to play them. And uh, they will be yours to own, to keep. Uh, I would have redeemed these myself if I would have already owned these in two different ways. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, I guess that was a pretty good little review synopsis. Yeah. As, as good as it can be. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. They're, they're uh, cracked out review. It's like it's like I said, when I did... Because um, Jake and John pod, uh, I forget the episode number. I'll put a link in the blog post. Uh, John and myself did a... what. We did a couple episodes like these. I think we only did two, unfortunately, though. We called them um, Arise as we remember it. And it's like, just literally as we remember it, like, I didn't play Gears of War 1 through Judgment 
we just talked all about all four of the games. Oh, as yeah. Like, we, you like, know, as you remember. Yeah, yeah which yeah. it gets kind of hilarious because I, I probably will have Alzheimer's when I'm fucking old. I'm sure <laughs> the rate my memory, my short-term memory is going. Yeah, I mean, there's, <laughs> there's fragments I can remember here and there, but, you know, it's just like anything else. Like, yeah. Once it takes a while, you're not going to remember everything. So, uh, yeah, y'all can check that out. That was yeah, that was a few years ago. I think That might have been before Judgment, or right after Judgment came out. So you're already getting Alzheimer's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Old timers, <laughs> old timers disease. That's what my grandpa calls it. <laughs> There's a reason for that. <laughs> but yeah, um, hope you enjoyed our little synopsis here. Um, if you just listened to this without playing the game, um, if you, as long as you didn't care about spoilers, hey, you know, yeah, it, it's still spoiler. good. It's still good. And if you you've know. never played the games at all, why, why did you listen to this and first? You're, and you're the first one that actually got on this podcast. You will have access to being able to play all of them. Well, I guess that's a good reason why. It's like uh, is you got to kind of spoil the newest game sure. for you if you want to play yeah. the other four. <laughs> kind and, of a little quit pro. And they'll probably forget well, everything we said before they actually yeah, yeah, play yeah. the game. Anyways. A lot of people forget what I say right when I tell it to them. What did you say? Exactly. <laughs> all right. So, uh, again, I'm Jake. Uh, you can find me most places. Same N886. Uh, if you look at me on Xbox, I'll probably be playing Gears of War for the next few weeks. At least until Titanfall 2 comes out. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but I'll still be playing Gears, you know, oh, for yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, you probably don't have any social media I or anything don't to really, promote. Uh, so whenever I'm uh, here, I'm here. All right. And um, you can obviously find us at themasterofnothing.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Uh, I think that's it. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. To me. And, and uh, maybe we'll get John back on here again as a trio. One right? of these days. Which, oh, man. Quick story. Quick story. Oh, that God, I meant to yeah. say. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Was... John, obviously doing Jake and John pod. Big Gears of War fan like myself. You know, brothers till the end. Like, yeah. We did this thing. Gears of War 3. I did this thing kind of like with John like I did with Westbrook this weekend. Like, I took the day off because it was a Tuesday when games came out on Tuesdays, you know. Like oh, that. I don't remember those days anymore. I took the day off, and John was unemployed at the time. I'm like, hey, you want to go to the Gears Midnight release with me, and we can just blitz through this campaign, you know, today and tomorrow or whatever. And he's like, yeah, sure. And we did that for three, which was pretty awesome. Um, John was already up my butt about, uh, he's like, you know, you're playing the campaign with me, right? I'm like, yeah, but I might have to coordinate with Westbrook because he's off, and he wants to do some of this stuff too as well. And I'm like, I'll play the campaign with you. I might be my first run through it. <laughs> Which I think I did for Judgment. I think Judgment, I beat it by myself, and then I played it with John afterwards. But um, it's fine. They're not very long, and except for that swarm act. Thing. <laughs> but, um, anyway. Good um, luck with that. <laughs> yeah, because I was uh, saying uh, Hurricane uh, Matthew came uh, through yeah. uh, this past week here, and I'm in Tampa, Florida. So, honestly, we didn't get a drop of rain over here. No, it, uh, but live, there's nothing. It was actually, you couldn't even tell there was a storm. But the East Coast got pounded very hard. And, um, yeah, because of that stuff, like, I was going to go, Best Buy was actually having a midnight release for the Ultimate Edition on Thursday night, and I'm like, oh, shit, I'll just go to that. And, um, or I hope they don't close it for that. They ended up closing it anyway, because they closed everything in the state, which, fine, I get, whatever, I still got the game the next day. Yeah. Um, but then John was all like, well, you know, if you mail order it, they'll just send it to you the same day anyway. I'm like, well, I live five minutes away from Best Buy, and I can get it tonight, so I think I'll stick with my in-store pickup. And then um, he was texting me on Friday. He's like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> my game's just sitting in Jacksonville. Oh, Jacksonville's getting pounded by Hurricane Matthew right now, so I guess I'm not getting my game on the day it comes out. <laughs> so, short story, John probably might not even still have the game now. Right, yeah, because I, I texted him about it. I'm like, yeah, we're podcasting tonight, and it might be Gears heavy, though, but I'm just letting you know. And, um, yeah, and uh, he's like, yeah, I'm doing some other things, and I haven't seen him on yet. So, yeah, he might not even have the game as <sighs> no. we speak right now, which... Uh, sucks sucks but and 
But but ultimately, me and Jake wound up marathoning the game. That worked, and I God, I almost feel it's like I don't want to say it's like it's kind of funny that he was kind of all on me about the mail order thing, and this is how it happened. Yeah. I can be like score one for store pickup. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just unfortunate circumstance. He may have actually come on on top if the storm had not hit. But yeah. Unfortunately, due to the circumstances, that was not the case. Yeah, but um. Yeah, there is, uh, there's plenty of gears to go around, and I'm sure I will play the campaign with him, uh, even though I'll be tempted to be like, hey, let's do it on Insane, because I need that achievement. But Yeah, uh, <laughs> and, and especially like if he came to us tonight and was like, hey, you guys want to play? I'd be like, no. Oh, yeah, if he, was, <laughs> if, if he texted me later tonight, he's like, hey, let's play some gears. I'm like, maybe multiplayer, but I, I'm done with the campaign for tonight. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a, a, a trial, we'll mm-hmm. say that much. And it's kind of funny, because like we're talking about, like, oh, we love the game and everything, but we're probably you not play a game play for much. ten hours yeah. within a twenty-four hour period. Yeah. You're not yeah, really you gonna want to play yeah, it that much. Yeah. It's like come back to me tomorrow or yeah. you know next week or Pretty something. Much. Yeah. <laughs> so, there's only so much I can take. Pretty much. But anyway, um, yeah, uh, I'm Jake, and that was Westbrook. And in the immortal words of Damon Baird, "Eat shit and die." <laughs>